Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is proudly brought to you by More Beer at www.morebeer.com. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on it. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Take some sugary water, throw it, some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. good. It's fine. <laughs> here and uh, beautiful Martinez. Our guests today, Anchor Steam, the boys from Anchor Brewing Company are uh, back in the studio with us and um, they were commenting on the lovely views from uh, Studio Double D. Oh, well, the coolant water? The, yeah. the coolant runoff from the factory? Right. And um, uh, we have we have Bruce and uh, Mark and Mike here and um, they were giving Mike the rundown about if, if you hear the air siren go off you don't hit the deck here. It's not a bomb siren. That's You run. Yeah. You leave Martinez. You hold your breath and get out. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so hopefully we won't hear that. I was telling him that you actually got told uh, by our friend Leanne, right? Like, hey, they test it every second Tuesday or whatever. I think it's the first Wednesday of the month. Okay. Yeah. And if you hear it any other time, it is not a drill. Right. Uh, it's a real, and you should leave. And I've heard it. It's a real air horn. Yeah. It's like the World War II siren. Air raid. Air, air raid, raid siren. siren. Yeah. Yep. It's it's gnarly. Uh, my guess is that the Martians, don't. it's deaf to their, their ears are deaf to that. They don't even hear the noise anymore, you know? They just, or maybe they hear it constantly. Right. Yeah. Uh, great show planned for you today with the boys from Anchor back in here. And we got to go to uh, the Anchor Brewery uh, mm. beforehand. Yeah, we did. I wish that we could go to the breweries every time before we have a guest <laughs> yeah. on. We need to get the BN Jet fixed <laughs> up again. I don't know. It's the alternator went out or something. 
think it needs new tires. Or a different travel agent or something. I don't know. Well, because I don't know. It's all ball bearings these days. Yeah, so something. I'd check that out. Um, one of the wings is broken or something. <laughs> I don't know. Because uh, it would be, it's it really, you, you get a different uh, outlook on the interview going and checking out uh, Anchor. Plus, we got the private tour. Mark uh, Carpenter walked us around himself, which includes, there. I don't know if you know this, but there's a strip club in the basement. Uh, there is. Yeah. So Mark no. specifically said to... Not, not to talk about that. Oh, really? right here. <laughs> right. Oh man. Yeah, it's a wild that brewery. You know, it's 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 very calm on the outside, but uh, the things that go on in that basement. Yeah, you know, that's that's yeah. We got to see the new bottling line down there, and uh, one thing, Doc, that you're going to be excited to talk to Bruce about today is uh, we got to see their stills down there. Nice. And uh, it's my understanding that uh, that's what Bruce uh, does most of the time. Spend most of his time down at the stills now. Not drinking, mind you. Uh, actually distilling. Right. That's, that's what he told us anyway. Maybe. He looked half-cocked to me. Yeah. But it was late in the day. Well, we did have to nudge him awake at his desk when we got down there. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, hey, guys. Um, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit of Anchor right. Distilling today, too. I hope Doc's ready for that. Um, yeah, I, I'm always ready for that. I did a little distilling of my own liver last night. We went to uh, Vinny's in Concord. Oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, you were hitting out uh, the hard alcohol there, I guess. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't really do that. No, the Schumans were trying to make well, it that much shots, for beer though. there. Yeah, no. And what there is for beer, God, it's like they're running it through a, a, oh, a, dirty line. a sewer hose oh, or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dirty Line City. You know, because here's what you do when you go to a bar that you don't trust. You order Sierra Nevada yeah. or an anchor for that matter. Right. You order something that you know what it's supposed to taste like and it's old faithful and it's, and it's in the bottle. Well, I ordered a Sierra Nevada, and I, I'm not sure that's what I got. I should have stuck with the bottle, because anything that comes out of those lines at Vinny's is not a flavorful beer. It's not a taste that you want in your mouth. Questionable no. at best. But it fits the decor. So you're the reason Schumann's not girlfriend was puking in my bathroom this morning? Was she? Yeah. Yeah, wow. she was pretty lit. Like, like hardcore, I guess. She was lit. Yeah, it was real bad. Schumann, has, Schumann is, is Schumann. Let's start there. He had a conversation with what we call his girlfriend. They've been dating for, a couple, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, a month and a half, a couple months. He decided when he was drunk a couple nights ago to tell her that she's not his girlfriend. Just a- apropos of nothing? Uh, she might have referred to it. And he's like, listen, you know, I just want you to know you're not my girlfriend. <laughs> just so we're clear. <laughs> it happened like at night, you know, 11 o'clock at night before they go to bed. And all I'm thinking is... Told her in the morning. Did you really feel better after you told her that, Schumann? Like, now that you got the air clear, is everything okay? Yeah, yeah what changes? And he goes, honestly, nah, kind of feel like a dick. <laughs> but anyway, that's Schumann. Yeah, Apparently, but- he doesn't have a girlfriend until after three months. Well, nobody was cutting either of them any slack, because she was always referred to as not your girlfriend. Yeah, and- we were like, hey, yeah. your not girlfriend needs another beer, Schumann. Yeah. Well, then she was talking to some dude at the bar. <laughs> and I'm like, does, he know- does she know that? That dude or what? And and uh, a couple of people were like, I have no idea. I think that they've actually they actually met at the bar and they were spending a lot of time at the bar. And then it's not his girlfriend. Schumann got that pointed out to him, and then he looks over and makes some stupid jokes. And then two seconds later, he's over there shaking the dude's hand and right. making sure that his territory, while not yet claimed by you know by a flag necessarily, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's right. being surveyed. He's getting, he a, he's getting a scent over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he he hasn't planted a flag, but he's definitely pissed on her leg. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. marking his territory. Turn. Yeah. Yeah. Schumann. Anyway, we had a good time, and it was Terrence the Black's birthday. Although he didn't go to Vinny's with us. He yeah. left. It was his idea. 
And then as, as the, <laughs> well, he's smarter than you guys. As, yeah. yeah, much smarter. As the time came near uh, to go, he's like, "Ah, oh, no, nah, my wife wants me home." You know. Yeah. And we're like, "Nah, she really doesn't." Though. Probably doesn't even know you're gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she's yeah. fine. He's probably yelling at you. He says he's going to come in and go for drunk of the week today for his birthday. That's the rumor. Bevo, have you heard any more about uh, about this? Is that going to happen? I doubt that that's going to happen because they were at the hospital all day today because Jackson's real sick. Oh, really? So I don't know that that's going to happen. Great. One of their kids is a douchebag and the other one's sick all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Which one's which? (laughs) I don't know. Uh All right, uh, a lot to do today. Triple eight four zero one beer. That's our phone number. If you got questions for the anchor boys, uh, also Bevo's in the chat room taking your uh, calls and your text chat things. Just hit the chat button on the homepage, and she'll get your questions over to us. Um, be nice to Bevo, and don't be sexist or racist or anything else. Don't be sexy either to her. To her, she doesn't like it when you're sexy. No. I don't like it when you're sexy. <laughs> be fat and disgusting. Right. I don't think you have to worry too much about that, Bevo. Yeah. Like yeah. your baby. <laughs> That's not nice. That isn't nice. It isn't nice, but it's real true. I saw it last night. I'm like, that thing is looking more and more like Sam. It's really unfortunate. Your baby is starting to look like Sam. (laughs) Doesn't make her less cute. She's a real cute kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then JP also pointed out that she she may look like Sam, but she waddles like Bevo. (laughs) (laughs) That's not nice. She has sort of a, a gait to her, you know? Yeah, especially she was like swinging her arms. No, dude, really. She's so uncoordinated. It's so funny. <laughs> really? Like, she's definitely my child. Well, she's a baby. I mean, how coordinated can you be when you're a baby? Yeah. Right. Let's just hope she grows out of it, because I never did. <laughs> that She hasn't grown out of that ear thing. She has a crooked ear still. I thought that was supposed to... I thought so was, did I, but <laughs> not just fixed. one, though. They, they, at least they match now. They're both Dumbo ears. You can fix that, Doc? Yeah. Like as a dentist or like other no, people no, can fix no, it? No, no, no. Take both of them off. Plastic surgery. You got to wait till she grows up though, right? You can't fix it as a I baby. Think, I think, yeah, her, her cartilage is still too soft to manipulate yet. Can't you just glue them back to her head? Dude, the- I asked the doctor if we could just tape them at night if that would help. And she was like, my doctor's kind of a hippie. She was like, as long as you understand that she is beautiful just the way she is. Oh, dear. <laughs> I was like, I'm a dick. <laughs> right. Yeah. And no, by the way, just here's, think, here's thinking Carrie. about you know, the other kids that uh, are going to make fun of her. Just so you, that's all you, I care about. So yeah, that's just... exactly what it is. I care about how she's going to be treated. Right. They're not right. going to love her for who she is. No. And you, have to sign this, big ears. and you have to sign this paperwork for Child Protective Services. <laughs> They're waiting in the other room for you. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think she's going to have the lethal one-two punch of your uncoordinatedness and Sam's thrill-seeking gene? I no. hope so. That would be amazing. Oh, God. Sammy was out on the dance floor with all the cougars last <laughs> night at Vinny's, and oh. even the cougars didn't want anything to do with Sam. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Uber cougar really didn't. Yeah, the the panther was in there. Uh, that's a 70-year-old cougar, by the way. Oh, wow. She came in, and Sam went right over to her, started dancing with her. She didn't want anything to do with him. <laughs> Well, Sam was like, man, I can't even dance with the panther. He's wearing bowling shoes. I mean, let's, <laughs> that's you know. You wonder why I didn't want him home last night. He down there, he's down there now. Plus his members-only jacket. He's got a new members-only jacket he's sporting. They still make those? I think that's a, like, 1976 Wilson's leather. No, yeah, they, I, I, I took a picture of that uh, last night. <laughs> I don't yeah. think that's a... Um, Wilson's House of Suede and Leather. Maybe, maybe Baby Abby will get the trifecta and we'll also get Sam's fashion sense. <laughs> that is unacceptable. No. Hey, baby, look, your first bowling shoes. <laughs> 8,900 feet have been in here, but I don't care. I love you. 
Uh, dear. All right, a few announcements we got to get through here. Our Winter Brews Festival is back uh, January 26th. You can go to w- wbf2013.eventbrite.com to get your tickets now. Buy your tickets in advance, and you'll save yourself a little bit of money. Um, we got a ton of breweries on the list. I think there's more than 35 breweries this year. Anchor will be pouring there. Uh, we know that they're on the list, and uh, several others. Uh, Russian River, 21st Amendment, of course. Um, just go to wbf 2013.eventbrite.com get your tickets you can see the beer list plus I signed a uh, a, a reggae band this year oh man yeah we've got the um, Purple Haze the, the Jimi Hendrix tribute band He's playing again. Ralph Woodson is his name, and yeah, he's a right. badass. Everybody loves that. Yeah, yeah. he's good. Yeah. Uh, anchor guy, you Jimi Hendrix fans? Any of you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can't not be. <laughs> right. This guy is the real deal. He goes up there. He, he plays with his teeth and with the guitar behind his head, and he really he does a good job. So he's playing our event again. And then I signed uh, reggae band Fortunate Youth uh, is going to be there. An unfortunate name, but a, a, a it is kind of. Well, you told me that I'm like, oh, it's a Credence cover band. That's great. That's <laughs> yeah. a good. That's a good Credence cover band name. They're a really good band, though. Uh, came highly recommended, and they're on a tour, and they're playing our gig. So uh, that's all. January 26th from 12 to 4. It's in downtown Concord. It's just a couple blocks away from the Bart Station, so you don't have to drive. There's also plenty of parking if you do have a designated driver. Designated drivers get in for free, and uh, first 500 tickets sold get a commemorative glass. Um, there's going to be food there. Uh, you name it. It's another great Winter Brews Festival. So check it out and buy your tickets now. Uh, available for pre-sale in the store, we have our brand new DVD series, the uh, Brewing Network's Homebrew You series, where we're teaching you um, how to brew different styles of beer. And the first in the series is with uh, brewmaster Matt Brinelson from Firestone Walker, teaching us how to brew the perfect American pale ale. And it's a good DVD, so check it out. They're available for pre-sale now. We'll be shipping uh, at the end of the month. So uh, get them now, and you get a couple bucks off. Shop, uh, Do all your Amazon shopping through our Amazon link, and we get a little kickback. Just click the Amazon link on our homepage, and then do all your shopping as normal. It doesn't cost you anymore, but we get a little bit. Uh, we haven't done a product of, of the week in uh, a little while. We haven't, yeah. I got an email, though, from uh, somebody who said that we one of their products was the one that we mentioned. It was the cat book. What was the cat book like? How to how to oh how, how to, to know your cat's gonna kill your face or something, something like that. Yeah, he had, he owned up to it. He wrote in and said, "Hey, that was that was me." What a freak! Yeah, um, <laughs> no uh, Amazon thing of the week. I, I don't know my uh, laptop, as you can see, my okay. uh, crapped out. Of me. Make, well, one, make one up. Yeah. Um, uh, dildo. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they sell those. They've done sex toys. No, they have that, on your they have that yeah. there. Not to knock, you know, not to knock another sponsor, but yeah. <laughs> they do have it at Amazon. Yeah. I can't believe that Amazon sells sex toys. Well, they Me do. either, especially because they always say. New and used. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that concerns yeah. me on many levels. That's a good call. Are we stumping these brewers tonight? <clears throat> I don't know. I thought of revamping the Stump the Brewer game to do it a different way because Stump the Brewer, it's always such a train wreck. First of all, we have to wait an hour for people to invent questions, and then they end up asking these guys things like, what's my favorite color? Like, it's not, they're not beer questions anyway. Stumped. I win. Give me a shirt. I'll tell you what, if they start thinking of questions now and you mark them down and they're any good, then maybe we'll do a little round of Stump the Brewer later. But okay. We're, we're going to revamp it. it. We are. We're going to do it a different way in the future. Uh, we just didn't do it with these guys yet. 
All right, you can also shop through Micromatic by clicking the Micromatic link and get all your keg parts. Uh, iPhone and Android apps are available so you can listen on the go. They are free. Just search BN Mobile in iTunes or the Android Marketplace. Watch all this on Justin.tv slash Brewing Network. You can see JP's pretty face. Hi. He's got new pants on today. Would I you do. like you to see model him? your new pants <laughs> for the folks at home? I would. Hang on a second. They're... Um here, Scott, if you wouldn't mind. JP uh, single-handedly holding on to the corduroy look. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love corduroy. You do? Mm-hmm. Is that a new belt also, JP? No, uh, it's, my, it's my same old belt, but the, the, the good thing about these pants yeah. is you can see my butt now. Yeah, right. JP discovered that his waist is actually two inches higher than where he's been wearing his pants <laughs> for the last yeah. 15 see, so years. If you so. see, like right there, like normally they're down, they're, you know, kind of, right. you know, like this, right? He's trying and to then be a gangster. I look myself in the mirror and I'm like, wow, I've crapped my pants. Right. Um, I have a theory. And then that I pulled them up. I have a theory that the distance, uh, that the lower a, a person wears his pants below their uh, waistline is directly related to their IQ. Um, <laughs> no. Like you've seen some of these guys walking down the road where they're at their knees. I, you can't. These aren't smart people, right? Right. There's no way that that's They're a college graduate. I think they just got lazy when they pulled their pants up to over their knees. And like, fuck it, I'm just going to belt this shit and get out of the house. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm stereotyping, but they're not future doctors, right? I don't the people so. who wear their pants around their knees? I can't imagine. Yeah. You talk about walking with a waddle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. JP, you look like you want to sing us a song about your new pants. Oh, I can, can I? Would you let me do that? Yeah. I would love to yeah, do that. You just had that look on your face. Um, I know you're proud of those corduroys, and I thought maybe I'd give you the opportunity to sing a little tune. Well, okay. This is a tune. It, it, I haven't. I don't have anything prepared necessarily, but uh, sing from I'll your give heart. it a shot. I'll give it a shot. Okay. Right. Yeah. Sing from your heart. It'll be fine. Uh-oh. I have new pants on, baby. My new pants are very nice. Corduroy and green t-shirts are the stuff of dreams come true. It's amazing how in tune you are. Well, it's, it's like I, you hit every note. I have a thing in my head. I call it an auto tune. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it keeps you there. Yeah, it, keep, it keeps me there. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we have a Twitter game today? Um, I'm <clears throat> having problems accessing my my game, so no. Okay. I mean, I they're kind of up, but no. Do you have that photo that we took? I do. Um, I do. <laughs> I had to. I had to restart the computer twice. So I'm still kind of like setting up everything, but. Uh, let me get into it, but I do have it. It's, it's right. online. I want to do. We took a photo at Anchor that we wanted to show Bruce, and we think he'll enjoy it. And I think we're going to do a. The Anchor guys brought some swag to give away. So what we're going to do, I think, is tweet. Right, I got it. You got it. Yeah. Um. Now, now, don't say, don't give the answer, guys, if you know it. Um. But JP's going to tweet this photo of Bruce from Anchor and. The first person to reply what celebrity Bruce looks like in the photograph will win some anchor swag. We'll send a hat and a t-shirt. How about that? So uh, JP's going to send it out. And do you guys think you know who he who he looks who his doppelganger is? It's a very famous person, and uh, we'll we'll see once JP tweets it. We get the right answer, and we'll. We'll say. I'm sure that if you don't know the answer yet, guys, as soon as we say who his doppelganger is, you're going to go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got gotcha. you. So, all right. 
Uh, in the meantime, I guess we could just do some some feedback. How about that? Let's uh, do feedback. Okay. Let me see. Can I also just say that it was mean to convince me that Theo Brew was gay? Because he, he's not. He is gay. But he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. You guys are terrible. I mean, the uh, man is gay. He's gay. That's not his boyfriend. He is gayer than a hot tub. <laughs> is he just telling hey. you that he's not, Does Vivo? Does JP have a hot tub? Yeah. <laughs> so? <laughs> you want to fight about it? I mean, and even if that guy was married, I would not be convinced that he's not a gay man. Especially if he was married to a dude. He got nominated for a lot of things in the Brewing Network Awards, yeah, though. Yeah, four different ones. So he's got that going for him. Yeah. You know. Which is nice. All right. Let's do some feedback. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right. Feedback is brought to you today by Austin Homebrew Supply. Go to austinhomebrew.com and check them out. A great sponsor of ours and a wonderful homebrew supply shop there in Austin. So check them out. Austin Homebrew Supply. All right. A few things in the feedback today. Uh, Harry Hood wrote, uh, writes in, Dear BNers, I'm writing to let you know that I'm very sorry that I will not be able to listen to your show anymore as I'm now deaf. I was listening to your holiday show when I noticed an uncomfortable feeling brewing in my ears. <laughs> Suddenly it hit me. The sound of Nicole Ernie's voice <laughs> was causing this excruciating pain. Uh, I didn't want to turn off my favorite brewing show, so I had to destroy my eardrums so that I would never have to hear Nicole again. Wow. And he goes on and on about how he ruined his eardrums. Um, Isn't there a disclaimer at the beginning of the show anyway? Yeah, there should be. He says, I'll let you know that I'm going to continue to be a monthly donor, though. Uh, I've lined up a friend that has agreed to transcribe each show for me so that I won't miss a thing. Your buddy, Harry Hood. Well, Nicole was a little drunk, you know, and... She can be loud. I wouldn't say it makes your ears bleed. That's, that's a little overzealous, don't you think? It might be a little overzealous. Right. It might be. <laughs> okay. Then mm, <not> again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, B was going to strain her neck from shaking her head no so much and eating yogurt in the booth. I'm on a diet. I'm hungry. Shut up. Mills wrote in to us. Mills. Remember Mills from Cranker's Brewery, one of the last shows we did of 2012. That was a fun show. Yeah. He writes in, hey, my networks, uh, first off, thank you for the hospitality that you showed us on our trip out there. Uh, what an amazing time. Um, on to business. Every time Nicole is on the show, I get introduced to new flavor and aroma descriptors. Does she or Nate have any book recommendations for uh, building tasting vocabulary? Well, unfortunately, neither Nathan or Nicole are here today. Yeah. So we'll have to read this again next week. But he goes on to say, um, here's another topic for the show. Um, I guess it's about Tasty's lagering methods. I guess you have a different lager method than yeah, traditional that right. you posted in the forum. Right. He says maybe we should try to get Doc to uh, Doc and Tasty to split a Hellas wort and uh, ferment them uh, with the same yeast, one with a traditional lager ferment and one with Mike McDowell's approach, uh, and then do a tasting panel on the show. What's different about your lager approach, Tasty? Well, I, I don't uh, go through a lagering phase. I, I start out like it, whatever your primary lager temperature is, 45 or 55, some, you know, whatever it is. And then after like three days, I just start ramping up the temperature. And uh, oh. within two weeks, with the, you know, the, the terminal gravity, I'm at like 68, 70 degrees. So I don't really do a diacetyl rest. I really take care of all that, you know, by doing a warm finish. Okay. So then I just <laughs> chill and, uh, you know, cellar the beer and... and Within like another week, it's being served. 
Mike Lee is here from Anchor. Is this heresy that he's talking about letting his his beer go up, his lager go up that high, Mike? What do you think? He said you say it's fine. Okay. And and Doc does the more traditional where he keeps it down at lager temps. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, okay. Mike said warm finish. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I think that's a good idea to taste the two side by side from the same wort. Maybe if you guys get the yeah. chance next time you do a Hellas or something, Doc. Um, I think I, they'd be different. It'd be a pretty interesting shop. Yeah, it'd be good. So a good idea from Mills. Uh, we'll get right on that. Um, we'll find some uh, brewery and we'll spill some uh, wort. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Mm. Uh, Ranger Zach writes in. Thanks for being a ranger, buddy. It's good. That's a good donation level. Is it? Uh, yeah. He says, hey, BN gang, I had to uh, paint from 8 to 7 on Saturday and Sunday at my new house. And thanks to you, asshats, I could barely get the job done. Almost 22 hours of the Brewing Network. Uh, and it was all highlighted by Justin playing the Alabama congressman's heart. Keep up the good work. I, I think, think I remember that. song? I don't even. No. I didn't know what that meant, but I wanted to leave it I did. A, I called in as uh, the Alabama congressman's heart. On a show, basically, oh, and I just—I yeah. was the voice of his heart, which I think wasn't very happy with him. I don't remember it in, in its entirety, but I think it was damn funny. It was also, uh, okay, um, our drunk friend Porter Smith is back. Writes in quite a bit, <laughs> as in every week. <laughs> and he says, "Did you know that Jake and Mike have left Northern Brewer? Chip two, WTF? I miss brewing TV. Sad story, I'm sure. Is JP married? Is he straight? Is he curious? He's tall." This will be my last email for a while. The judge says that I don't listen and I need to be taught a lesson. Lindsay Lohan doesn't go to jail in California. People in Tennessee do. Love you guys. I don't know what to say. This is going to suck. Is he really going to jail? What the hell? Who knows if he's real or not, but... He's such a wackadoo. It sounds like it. The judge says I need to be taught a lesson. I don't listen well. This is going to (laughs) suck. I hope he calls us from prison. Oh, God. I want our first phone call from prison. We haven't gotten a call from prison yet. This is a collect call <laughs> yeah. from... Hey, it's your partner, man. Will you accept the charges? <laughs> I, I no. accept. <laughs> yes. Bevo, you Porter accept Smith. any call that comes in from a state penitentiary. Okay. It'll be a wonderful phone call. Uh, okay. Bill J. writes in, I'm a new listener and have been recently making my way through Jamil's old podcast, starting from the first one in 06. But today, I've had a pro- problem downloading the 11606 Cider Show, among others. Is there something wrong with it? Um... I don't know. I'll check it out. But here's what usually happens when people can't download an episode. Uh, we have download uh, limits per day. I think you can only download something like 12 episodes a day, which, let's be honest, that's more than enough. Uh, and then you have to wait 24 hours and you'll be allowed back in. It's just to keep traffic down so that everybody can keep downloading shows. Other than that, I'll look into the Cider Show and make sure it's working. Um, who's this? this guy's name is Batch Ain't One. Batch Ain't One writes in, Dear Sirs, I'm creeping dangerously close to being caught up with every episode of the Sunday session. And then I came across a YouTube video of a post-show recap deal, and I played a little match-the-face-with-the-voice game. Uh, Good gravy. You know when you have an image of what someone looks like by their voice, and then you're disappointingly nauseated. Aww. <laughs> wow. Uh, Good gravy. Good gravy. Uh, having seen what you all look like, I'm probably going to find a Jason Statham podcast. Do we know who that is? Yeah, he was in The Transporter. He's a handsome English bloke who does a lot of action movies and doesn't take his shirt off nearly enough. He's the guy from Snatch and the Guy Ritchie movies. Heavy English accent. Do you know what I mean? That guy. All right, I don't know. You, that was a that was dead on. You didn't get that? <laughs> right. yeah. you know, we don't know. How can we tell? I mean, we have nailed it. Um, 
And then he, he basically goes on to say he wants us to have more homebrewing specific processes shows like we did in the early days. So the problem with that is every time I bring it up with these guys, they're like, eh, I don't know. It's the same thing we always do. You know, I say, hey, let's do a show on mashing. Oh, oh, Jamil did that. Yeah, Jamil already did it. So I, I don't know if you're going to get any more. We've got to do one on lagering, obviously. I mean, it's <laughs> difficult. <laughs> yeah, we'll do one this year. That'll be that. I don't know. It's amazing that we've lasted this long. Uh, I, I don't know how to rehash topics. Over. How do these magazines yeah. do it? It's, it, it, it's, it's the they, same issue. All they the time, have right? different authors, I think. So it's a different voice. Same information. I see. I think. But it's just different people doing it. Right. It's different people doing it. <laughs> see, JP's also gay. Uh, what? Um, all right. Anyway, uh, one last one from John B., I've been brewing for about a year and a half and still a beginner. The information provided you guys has uh, provided by you has propelled me to properly troubleshoot and thereby correct my issues. My latest brews uh, have exceeded my expectations and renewed my passion in brewing. Thanks for all that you do. You're welcome. That's great. Yeah, there's nothing uh, more discouraging than going through the long and arduous process of making a beer only to find out that it's shit. <laughs> Ask me how I know. It's very discouraging. So it it's always feels better when you get that that good batch done. It kind of it re, it does renew your faith, doesn't it? Makes you want to keep brewing and spending money. It's a great motivator. Yeah, yeah. more uh, money and more money. When are you going to brew a good beer, Moscow? Uh, I did get the brewing setup from Phil. Actually, it's just sitting in my house. Yeah, yeah. I'm, as soon as I get an ingredients kit and um, your dad's brewing now, isn't he? Yeah, he just brewed his first batch. It's uh, it's that's going to be terrible. Right now, I know. <laughs> but he he went all out. He got the kegerator. He's he's going straight to kegging. He's got wow. a wine cellar, so he can do temperature control fermentation. So it might not be as bad as you think. Oh, that's good. <laughs> It'll still be terrible. Yeah, probably. <laughs> How do you know what well, we think? The temperature control fermentation is one of the first things we tell people to, you know, before they yeah. start going and buying, you know, incredibly expensive equipment, we say, well, just control your ferment. So if his sanitation is okay, is he anal? Yes. Well, he could be all right. Look at he Scott. <laughs> right. He's Scott's anal. I'm sure it, it doesn't stop there. Right. So, okay. Yeah. That'll be cool. I can't wait to try some of your dad's beer. Yeah. You should send some down. All right, that's all the feedback I have for you today. Don't forget, feedback is brought to you today by Austin Homebrew Supply, and uh, they're good dudes. Go to austinhomebrew.com. All right, uh, did we get the Twitter pick out there? Yeah, it's out there. You tweeted it out there? I tweeted it out. Did you get any answers yet? I got a couple. Did you get the right answer? Uh, One person, uh, yeah. So we have a winner. We have, well, we have a winner, yeah. (laughs) This is not a complicated uh, It kind of is. Well, because it was on the chat, it wasn't through Twitter, so... Oh, um, but I did get I did get a secondary winner. Okay, well, why don't we we can do two prizes? We'll give yeah. the chat dude a prize, and we'll, oh, but no, you, it is yeah. There's a bunch of them actually now on uh, Twitter. You have gotten the right yeah. tweet. Yeah, I'm actually I know the guy, I know the celebrity, and I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. But um, I got a second. Oh yeah, one. okay, I got it. I got a second one, and is he, it accurate? Yes. All right, yes. let's go to the before we go to break. Let's go to the guys at Anchor and see if anybody know anybody except for Bruce. Do you have an idea what celebrity uh, Bruce looks like in this photograph? I don't. Nobody, huh? I really don't. Mark's saying no, too. Bruce, do you you think you have an idea? He doesn't have an idea. You're all going to... Well, Bruce is going to hate me, but you're all going to go, oh, yeah, Yeah. you got it right. It's Lou Ferrigno. Mm -hmm. You look like the Hulk. (laughs) Yeah. You look in this photograph, you look exactly like a young Lou Ferrigno. And uh, have yeah. you heard that before? He has gotten that before. The, the second one, 
Joe Piscopo. That's true too. Oh, Piscopo! A I'll young, give you that. A young Joe Piscopo. At least Piscopo's a little better looking than Ferrigno, Bruce. That's a, that one's a little more complimentary. He can hear more better anyway. <laughs> he looks like a young Bruce Joseph. He does. Yeah. That's like, it's how old are you in that photograph, Bruce? Do you think? Twenty-five. About twenty-five. Yeah, you're you're a young, handsome man in this yeah. brewing photo here. There's a lot of cool uh, nostalgia photographs all around the brewery. That are it's one of the reasons to take the Anchor tour. I think is not just that it's such a beautiful brewery, but the amount of history that's in the building. We'll talk yeah. to the guys a little bit more about that. Uh, in fact, Mark was showing us some some old items uh, around the brewery too. It's, it's even the history and the people that work there. Yeah, I mean, you have a They're young picture old. of a dude who, and then you can see him later on in the tour. <laughs> in the part, dungeon. Yeah, yeah, it's part of the brewing uh, paraphernalia around. And you're like, but, is that Lou Ferrigno? <laughs> no, it's the guy in the photo upstairs. Yeah. I've yeah. always wanted to, uh, to brew beer. <laughs> is Lou Ferrigno still alive? Yes. Yeah. You think, you think people come up to Lou and go, you look like the guy from Ink? <laughs> All the time, right? I'm loving oh, yeah. the gin you guys are making. It's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, Lou's definitely still alive. He just did a Celebrity Apprentice last year, I believe, or maybe two years ago. He did? Yeah. Wow. Did he get picked? I don't think so. No. Is he still a big guy? Very big, yes, and very deaf. Yeah. Well, that's probably why he didn't get picked. He can't hear the phone buzz. Right. That's important yeah. in that game. Okay. Uh, so who's our Twitter winner? It is... Uh, the first man, person to... So many questions. I don't even understand. You're like Taryn right now. <laughs> just asking things that are relevant? Yeah. And you want uh, answers. <laughs> Um, well, uh, ZZ Caps uh, said his dad Joe Piscopo, okay. and then the guy who said Lil, uh, Lou Ferrigno is Doug Raggy, Raggy, Raggy. Okay. Nobody knows. So that guy is going to get a prize. Send your address to JP at thebrewingnetwork.com. He'll send you some anchor swag. And who is our chat member who won? Um, Ellis, Texas. Ellis, Texas. All right. Same with you. JP at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send your address over, and we will uh, give you some anchor swag. Well done, everybody. Thank you. A young Lou Ferrigno. Piscopo blew me away. Piscopo's like, oh, yeah, good. Oh, go, yeah. I don't, I don't know why I didn't think of it. Uh, have you gotten Piscopo before, Bruce? No. No. Just, just Ferrigno. Anybody else? Any other celebrities people? Have... Steve yes. Martin. Yeah, you got a Steve Martin. I can Martin see that. Thing going on. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. All right. Tasty doesn't look like anybody. No. <laughs> you know, bland. bland yeah. Tasty's the most unique looking person I've ever seen. He's white red. <laughs> do, you, do you have a brother or anything? Yeah, a brother. He, you do? He looks a lot like me, too. Okay. Yeah. How, older or younger? A year younger. Two years younger. Okay. See, there you go. He looks like his brother. <laughs> right. Where does he live? In Illinois. Is he a beer guy? Um, Not like me, but he's a beer guy, sure. He likes good beer. Do you like him? Oh, yeah. He's a great okay. brother. Okay. That's good. Great brother. Do they call him nasty or something funny? <laughs> yeah. no, no. Disgusting. He doesn't, he doesn't live the celebrity life like I do. Yeah. No. Right. Because he's still in Illinois. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get the guys from Anchor up here on the microphone. If you got questions, 888-401-BEER, or just hit the chat button and join Bevo in there. You can send your questions that way. We're going to talk about the new stuff going on at Anchor, including this stout that's in my glass from their Zymaster series. It's a good beer. We'll be right back. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. 
morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer go to morebeer.com and click into the learning center you'll find podcasts technical facts video tutorials and more including access to the buzz more beer social network of more than 5,000 members and some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz the forum the learning center and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest more beer catalog more beer bringing you absolutely everything for beer making Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read Read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months to the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network.
Welcome back to the program. It's the session right here on the Brewing Network, and we got the boys from Anchor in studio with us, Anchor Brewing Company. And what an amazing uh, company, I think, Anchor yeah, is. You know? It's a good story, for sure. Just the, uh, <clears throat> I mean, the first craft be- uh, brewery in the country, basically, uh, despite other information that you might hear around <laughs> around uh, the interwebs yeah. and, and, different th- and from different people. Um, Anchor was the first. Specifically the following. <clears throat> and having been around uh, for, for this long, it's just an amazing thing. Uh, in studio with us today, we've got Mark Carpenter, Bruce Joseph, and Mike Lee. And you guys, might they were on the show, uh, I guess it's been a couple years now uh, since you were on the show. And uh, I saw you, Mark, uh, out at the Great American Beer Festival this year. Yes, that was a, a great time. Do you it's go an to that place? Do you go to that often every year? Or? No, yeah. I, I early on I went to very many of them, but then um, it was always right when we were doing our Christmas sale, so it was a real bad time for us to get away. And a couple of years ago, I decided it was time to go again. Okay, so, so I've been to the past few. Past two, and uh, as a judge, and then and enjoying the, the yeah. uh, festival, yeah. Oh, so you did judge this year as well? Correct. Okay, yeah. I was really happy to see you there. I was. Uh, I'm always running around. We we I did a, a lot of panel uh, uh, interviews this year, and uh, I go walking by the anchor booth, and and Mark grabs me. I was real happy to see. You. I made fun of myself on the show, Mark, because I I talked to you for ten minutes on that break there. You brought me back to the booth to to get a new beer. I think yeah. it was the mild at that time. Correct. Uh, correct. And uh, talking the whole time, uh, you're you're one of my idols in the industry. And at the end, I go, "All right, John. Well, it's nice to talk to you. I'll see you later." <laughs> Just like a dope. And, right. and Mark, you were. So I didn't. Gra- I don't think I noticed. No, did you I? did. You were so gracious, though. Uh, you just said, "Hey, it's Mark." But hey, don't worry about it. You're busy, yeah. and you made me feel better about it. I felt like a dope. Uh, talk to you that with long. With all that beer, you, you know, what, it, it, these <laughs> right. things happen, right? Right. Meanwhile, at the next brewer's meeting, he's like, get this. <laughs> that idiot. <laughs> that idiot to be in. Right. You can't even remember Mark as a name. <laughs> uh, Bruce, I think you got to go to the GABF this year, too. Did I see you there? Yes. Yeah, you made it also. Um, so it's nice that you guys get to go out and do, you know, just, you know, just stuck in the brewery. It, is, it is. Like Mike, apparently. <laughs> like Mike. I was stuck. <laughs> Mike's always at the brewery. Yeah. You want to find Mike? Just show up at Anchor. He's the only one working right. down there. Everyone else just having a ball at that place. <laughs> a lot of people work at the Anchor Brewery, I noticed, on the tour this time. About oh. half of them. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> we got a whole upstairs of, of people at desks. And you've got the uh, a large brewery staff, a large yes. bottling staff. Yes. It's it's a lot to maintain at your brewery, though, isn't it? Yes, it, it it's a nice. I mean, it's a beautiful brewery, and I'm glad you guys came by to see it because it's so traditional with the copper brew house and and uh, open fermentation. You know, it, it, it's a very traditional brew, brewery that Fritz built, and right. we just love it. Obviously, I mean, we've been there forever, and all of us, and sure, and so we love showing it off. And one of the things I I noticed in the corner, you guys have a lot of uh, old brewing equipment. Yes. Kind of around. In fact, you showed us an old tap. Yes, it was kind of a JP. Did you end up posting that photograph? Yeah, it's online. It's on uh, on our Facebook page, and there's a, a whole folder about the Anchor Tour. Okay, so go uh, Facebook.com/slash/BrewingNetwork. Open up the Anchor folder, and you'll see some of the things we're going to be talking about today. But explain this old tap because it would just look like a long pipe with a with a faucet at the end. Exactly. It's uh, they're really kind of a unique little invention that. Uh, they were for the the kegs like Golden Gate, but uh, with a, 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 a tap at the bottom and a hole in the top for the air or gas that went in. And um, 
so when you put this this pipe into the bottom valve and then you had the faucet at the other end but when you open the faucet a normal faucet it opens up and and the liquid comes out of the center right uh with this faucet it actually comes out of the around the edges of this plug and runs off the end it's a a tapered plug okay and it was a kind of a very primitive foam control especially for steam beer in these old bars and restaurants where they didn't have any refrigeration i see and they were just trying to keep the foam down because the gap would be so small that foam couldn't go through well ed you could control it yeah uh you know the beer was fairly warm and and uh and high carbonation but you could control the amount of liquid coming out very carefully i mean you could open it a crack or a lot okay so my guess is if you go digging around in this basement, you might find all sorts of equipment that seems like it would never have been used. The uh, You know, it, it, when Fritz bought the brewery, it was an old brewery, so he inherited a lot of old equipment. Oh, the building was a brewery before? Uh, not the building we're in now. That, okay. that was not. But when when Fritz, the original building that Fritz bought, or okay. the original brewery, he didn't own the building. They were paying rent in those days. And uh, there, but there was a lot of equi- old equipment that came with it. Okay. Um, a lot of it, though, uh, especially the the wooden barrels, was sold off when uh, in the '60s when the brewery was going out of business. Uh, the then owner would would sell off these wooden wooden barrels uh, for bridge fare so he could get home. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So so a lot of this stuff has been lost over the years. But okay. We, but we still have uh, a lot of interesting stuff around. Okay. And so some of the stuff you can see if you go do the Anchor Tour, which is always full, right? You have to make an appointment to get on this tour. Yes. And okay. and unfortunately, I think the um, they're planning on changes because it, it, it gets kind of silly that you have to call in so far in advance. You okay. Know? And uh, uh, it's too bad. So I think we're going to be making some changes, numbers of tours and whatnot in the near future. So hopefully it will get easier. Okay. Now, we're going to talk a little more about this later because we've got a game uh, prepared to play with the folks at home. But you're semi-retired now since the last time you've been on the show. Yes. Uh, as of last August, I've, I'm trying to cut back the number of days I work, uh, and uh, it, uh, it's it been really nice. It's been great. I mean, I back up like with Bruce and Mike, you know, that right. they were doing all the work anyway. Now it's just, <laughs> now it's just official. <laughs> I was thinking it's probably been nice for them. They don't have to watch you pretend to work anymore. That's it. That's it. You know. Uh, did things change at the brewery without Mark being there full time? Uh, the amount of tasks that you have to do, the organization. Uh, I mean, really, did it did it change without him there? Yeah, we're still getting used to it. Yeah, but he's still there enough. Okay, and he's always available. Um, if we've got any questions, he's always around. So okay, it still is. Mark Mark is the brewmaster. Okay, so oh, you so you still have the title of anchor brewmaster. Correct. Okay. My guess is it it might come up the most when when something goes wrong when shit's about to hit the fan and Mark's not there. Uh, is that when you find you miss him? We sure do then, but <laughs> other times as well. Yeah, right. And we hope that it does hit the fan when I'm not there. <laughs> not when I'm there, not that I want it to hit the fan, but if it's going to, just, when I'm not there, is you better. just don't want to be there. You time. got it. What is your day to day job, uh, Mike? Is are you in the brewery most of the time? Yeah, you know it's funny with with um, with the new anchor. We've got um, a lot more marketing and sales, and and uh, I remember when when the the, the uh, CFO um, came into the lab one day and said, um, "So we need to put some computer monitors in here." I said, "Well, we can just get one. And we'll just share it." She said, "Oh no." 
<laughs> you're going to be spending a whole lot more time on the computer. Oh, right. And I'm now learning that she was right. So I, I, I spend a lot of time on a computer, as sad as that sounds. But yeah. but um, day to day, I'm responsible for brewing. Okay. I'm responsible to make sure that the beers that we need to brew get brewed. Get done. Um, all the ingredients are there. And um, that takes a lot of time on a computer, too. But uh, that's what I do. How often are you guys brewing there? All day, every day, or, or what? Yeah, we're brewing seven days a week. You are. Is, is it a 24-hour operation? Not quite, but okay. we're, we've got that um, um, figured out. We can brew 24 hours. We've got the, the, uh, the fermenters and, and the uh, um, uh, time in the, in the brew house to do that. But right now we're doing either five or six brews a day wow. and two or four on, sun, on Saturday and Sunday. Because I did notice that you have a lot of... Um, conditioning tank space down in the basement but you only have the because you do the open fermentation in the shallow tanks uh, for the most part right and you right. you only have a few of those so it seems that your process is a little bit limited in the sense that you're using those you can't just add conical fermenters like other breweries do is what i'm getting at well we are we're going we've got plans to add more of a primary fermenters you right are now. okay we're to, yes we're planning on that just to ramp but up. we've been adding Not uh, solid tanks. Though. No, not conical. Oh, you you won't. Will you add no, the same more open cool fermentation? Ship? Yeah, right. Go ahead, Mike. More fermenters, just like we have. Now. <clears throat> Got it. Where are you going to put those? You're running out of space in that building. We have. Uh, uh, we're creating space. Uh, it That's not is, possible, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Actually, it is. It is. You're doing it. Good. The uh, If you go into our warehouse, you see the ceilings are very, very tall. Yeah. And over the bottle shop area, we don't use that height. And uh, uh-huh. so we're actually going to build a little mezzanine floor there for fermenters. Okay. Got it. Nice. Mark, you've been doing this for so long. You can't imagine not being at the brewery, can you? No. <laughs> no, it, it it it's funny, and it, you say so long, and it's true, but it's gone so quickly. Really? Uh, yeah, it really has got. It, I worked uh, out of high school. I worked for the telephone company for nine years before I went to the brewery. That, if I think back, that seems like a longer time than uh, <laughs> right. since I've been at the brewery because you didn't enjoy it. That's it. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. I see. Yeah, and it seems that most people at Anchor must love their jobs because every person that I meet there, except for some of the new marketing people who have come with the new ownership. Seems like they've been there for 20 years, too. I met, was it Tom? Liddig. Uh, Tom. And he'd been there for 20 years. And here's what I really liked. His mother was there before him. Um, oh, uh, Tom Riley. Tom Riley. Okay. Yes, yes. And, and I just, uh, fa- she came to the brewery first. Uh, what, did she work on the bottling yes, line with you? Yes, she did. She did. Okay. When we so, first moved into that building. Check this out. I know Mark can say this, and I know I can say this, and I think Bruce can, too. And I, I wh- what we can say is that. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. We've worked for Anchor longer than we haven't. Right. And that's an amazing thing. Isn't that thing. amazing? It yeah. is. Even no. just you to think about it. All three of us can say that. And Bruce, you too, yeah? Yeah. Wow. See, that is, that's impressive. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said for the company. Um, because it's not just that you love beer. You could have gone and brewed somewhere else. Yeah. You love the company. Yes. It, uh, Fritz Maytag really created a... A unique uh, environment, you know, and it uh, the new owners are carrying that on, and it really is a unique place. It's, okay. It's a pretty cool place. Do you have any communication with Fritz now? Oh, yeah. You do? Uh, you know, he still lives in the city, and we see him from time to time. Um, uh, there's uh, a guy, who re- Gordon McDermott, who worked for the brewery for years and years, and he was there before me, but 
He retired a number of years ago. He's younger than me. He's just lazy. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. right. <laughs> He's not a go-getter like you. Yeah. Right. Gordon, was, Gordon, unbelievable worker. Unbelievable. He was he, to have him as your leader. I mean, it's hard to keep up with. But well, so I see Gordon and Fritz from time to time. We'll get together. And, okay. So, yeah. Does Fritz come by the brewery and uh, point out what you guys are doing wrong? Still. Is he? I don't think he's done that yet. Yeah. He, he's stopped by the brewery, but I, I think, uh, you know, he's really proud of what he built. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think it, it, it's uh, he's happy that uh, he's it's moving on, and he's got the weight of it uh, off his shoulders. Right. You know? I'm sure that for him, um, even like for you, it, when you thought about semi-retirement, uh, it's probably a bittersweet thing. He can be proud of what he built, but I'm sure it was also a sad day to leave that building. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But now he can go and uh, enjoy his life. So Exactly. Which is what you're trying to do with half of your time. That's exactly it. You're watching a lot of daytime television, aren't you? I, thank God I haven't been. <laughs> I really, you know, because I do love television, and I can okay. easily get sucked in. Sure. But, uh, uh, no, I haven't been. I could see you just watching uh, Jerry Springer for yeah, half exactly. the day. Exactly. Well, he, you, know, he, he, you know, he doesn't. I mean, Oprah's lost her magic. Let's be honest. <laughs> right. There's no draw anymore. My Uncle Tony... Uh, who was the uh, he was a chief detective of the police department his whole career uh, a real man's man when he retired started watching soap operas with my aunt with his wife oh no kidding none of us could believe it. we thought it was a joke yeah. and uh, and at first he he did kind of say well you know listen what else am I going to do I don't even like him. About a year or so goes by. He didn't even try to pretend he didn't like him anymore. He never yeah, missed a yeah. show. Uh, That's funny. And, uh, and I just, I my worry. stories. It's his stories. Yeah. yeah. Hey, my stories are on. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. I don't wish that upon you. I don't want you to have to watch I hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about your retirement because we are going to play the retirement game. Right. It'll be, it's, it's a new game. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll probably we, only play it once every 20 years. Yeah. We have a theme song for it, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, we're going to play it with, uh, uh Mark tonight. Uh, now, Bruce, uh, you're down in the distillery most of the time now. Is that is that right? Yes. Okay. So when Anchor sold, it sold uh, the the brewery itself, the building, and, and everything there. Yes. Sold you guys. Yes. <laughs> and and the distillery. What about the winery? No, Fritz retained the winery. Okay. Uh, and, but the, the the all the buildings, everything else was uh, part of the package. Okay. And so, Bruce, did you learn about distilling on the job? Because you were a brewer your whole career, right? Yes, we did. We um, Fritz um, wanted to make rye whiskey, and we were licensed in, I think, the end of 1993. Okay. And um, Fritz, um, you know, studied it, researched it, and um, we started making stuff. Okay. And I think we all learned on the job together we, okay we made a lot of things that we threw away and we took a lot of time to to try to learn what we were doing and i think one big advantage that we had is we didn't really have a timetable for um getting a product out that we, we could take our time it was a, a little um project back in you saw in the back of the warehouse and um we were all still doing our other jobs okay. on the beer side. So it really was a small side project. Yeah, yeah. And and it's gotten it's gotten uh, bigger or got bigger soon after that. But uh, okay. But um, it was uh, you know it gave us the opportunity to kind of figure out what we were doing. I think. Sure, that's a luxury than than just opening a distillery on its own. 
Yeah. And nobody went blind. Or did they? No. <laughs> we all wear glasses now. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what products are on the shelf from Anchor Distilling that people can get? Well, we do, you know, the first thing that we released was rye whiskey. And we do um, 100% malted rye whiskey, um, three different bottlings. And the difference is the type of barrels that they're in. So we do a straight rye whiskey that's aged in new charred oak. We do what we call an 18th century style that was, you know, kind of based on the the first whiskeys in the United States that is aged in new and used toasted barrels, and then the hotelings that's um, in once used charred barrels. Okay, and it currently hard to get any of them. Oh, um, is it? Yeah, you know, you saw how big our distillery is. Um, we don't have a lot of whiskey out there. And then after we released um, the first bottling of Old Petrero, we came out with. Um, the gin, the Unipro, um, a London dry gin, and since then we've um, we've released a Dutch gin, Genevieve. Okay. And just recently, um, about a month or so ago, we released um, a hop vodka. Oh wow! Hop head. Oh, you guys brought some of that today, yeah. didn't you? Oh, I can't wait to try that. Yikes! Okay, busted out. Is there yeah. real hop uh, flavor in it? Can you? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you get the hop flavor in it? Is it like dry hopping? Well, Mark's the the minister of secrets. So oh, is that right? <laughs> you know, uh, it, it was that was a fun project because uh, uh, it, it, the uh, the president of our uh, distilling. Uh, David King uh, came up with the idea and came to us and said, could we do it? And, and we're used to, to saying, yeah, sure, we can do anything. But <laughs> uh, but it turned out to be a way harder project than, uh, than I first thought to get a, a great hoppy taste into vodka um, without a, 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 some unpleasant hop taste. Yeah. And we did a lot of experimenting, but we think we came up with a product that we're very happy with. There are a lot of hop-off flavors that it seems you'd have to dodge. Plastic, I can I can predict, might be tough. I think especially in a, in a spirit like a vodka. Yeah. Which it seems so like anything clean. could stand out, right? Well, the first yeah. attempt, if you were making cabbage vodka, it would have been right on. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, Which but I don't think good. It, <laughs> that's what we wanted. Huh? Right. Got the more vegetative. Huh? So are we allowed to know in what part of the process these hops go in? I don't think so. I think okay. that uh, it, we worked really hard at it. Yeah, and, before uh, bottling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. Somewhere and, in that area. And we came up with a, a, a system that we're really happy with, and so... I think we would like to just keep it uh, a little close to the vest right now. I think it involves smoking a lot of weed and throwing just oodles of hops into things. <laughs> that's all it is. You might be right. Yeah, that's that's their big secret. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to try that in a little while. We'll, we'll After the break, we'll get some vodka up here and really get yeah. this show started. Huh, Very boys? good. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what you guys think of it. Yeah. No. But before the break, I did want to ask what's new at the brewery since we've talked to you guys. I see that you're putting out some new beers. Correct. We have our Zymaster series. Okay. Um, a, a, a guy who works at the brewery, Dave Burkhart, came up with the word Zymaster, created from Zymergy and Brewmaster. And mm-hmm. I think it's a very creative word. Um, and we're the the, uh, uh, the <coughs> Flying Cloud Stout is now the third uh, beer in that in that process. Okay. Um, but the uh, uh, our Breckles Brown, I really think is probably that beer. Thank you, thank you. I do too. Yeah, I, I just think it's great. 
I think that really was the first in the series, but okay. but we didn't have the name then. Uh, so we did our Breckles Brown, then we did uh, the California Lager, uh, the Mark's Mild, and now the Flying Cloud Stout. Okay. And the uh, Flying Cloud Stout is just out now. Um, and this is what's in our glass here. Exactly, exactly. It's it, and the reason that for the name Flying Cloud, the Flying Cloud was a sailing ship that uh, held the record uh, for many, many years for the speed from New York to San Francisco, carrying lots of goods to sell in San Francisco, among which uh, were beers and stouts and ales. Um, and um, it, like IPAs. Uh, these would have probably been export stouts, higher in alcohol, so they would last. And so okay. we're, this is based on an export stout. It's about 7.5% alcohol. And um, I knew I was feeling better already. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a great, it's a great product. And uh, the, the other thing that's unusual about it, there's lots of unusual about it, but one of the things that's unusual about it is that it, for the first time in forever, we've brought in a uh, new yeast into the brewery. Ah, okay. We wanted to... Uh, the last thing we wanted to, is to have anybody say, well, gee, it's kind of like your porter. So, sure. And it's clearly different, and we thought it, to get a different yeast would be a good idea. And we took advantage of White Labs uh, and, and their facility. that They have a, a bar, I think you've been there, where they, they create beers, um, and then they'll split them into five or six different sections, each done with a different yeast. Okay, yeah. And you can go to their bar and taste all these yeasts. It, right. It's really something. I was very impressed with that. It's uh, something that Chris White has wanted to do for a long time, and it is a great idea, mostly benefiting brewmasters like you. Exactly. Because you don't it's have It's also to, open to the public, isn't it? Yeah, anybody yeah. can go yeah, in there. The, the I recommend drink, it highly. Yeah, yeah. The consumers yeah. drink all the beer, but the real benefit is to the brewers. Like yeah. Right. And and that goes for home brewers as well. Yeah, brewers, yeah. And, and that's how Chris designed it. One of the uh, I'm sure you guys got to do this. One of the things I like is there's a binder at each end of the bar, and the binder has all the brewing specs of the beer that you're drinking. So he'll it talks about the the flocculation of the yeast and the temperatures that they fermented it at, and uh, really every detail, so that you can look at its performance and taste its performance. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So did you try several different yeasts for this uh, honest out? Well, when we went down there, I just wanted to see the full range of yeast that they had okay. uh, sampled there. And yes, we did pick from one from which we uh, uh, tasted. But uh, I was more interested in just the overall project because as I've seen their catalog over the years, I've, there's some of those I look at them and I think, well, how different could those be? Yeah. But there really are differences. And that was the fun of it. And the last time I talked to Chris White, uh, um, he was mentioning that he was surprised at how many of the locals come in in the afternoon just to drink. Right. That way it's turned into a great public bar. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's I recommend it to any brewer uh, to go by there if they're ever in San Diego because it's, it's really an experience okay. to see these subtle differences. And um, he has a whole range, of, uh, as I'm sure everybody knows, of Belgium yeast, and those were fun for me to taste, uh, to see all the differences of those types of yeasts. And being such a, a yeast-driven beer, those styles, yeah, to taste the subtle differences. Exactly. It is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So what yeast did you decide on? For uh, this? this is uh, 007. Okay. Which uh, oh. I, I like the number since we were doing an English beer. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> that fits. Yeah. And that's a yeast that they've had for a while. It does have a lot of unique characteristics compared to like the Cal Ale yeast that they use. Yeah. You know, yeah. that 001. 
Um, I I like this one because uh, we were trying to we wanted to get as low a final as we could with this one. We wanted the high alcohol. Okay. Um, and uh, so we thought that one might be a little better for us, and it was great. It was a great yeast. Great. Now we don't have, and it's gone now from the brewery. We aren't keeping it uh, cultured uh, or anything. Ah, uh, that was but, my next question. If yeah. you have to see, you're not a good client to Chris White. You, you, oh, we're a better client <laughs> because they, it, rather than keeping it cultured, if we need it again, we'll have to buy another uh, that's batch. that's true. Right. Yeah. And it's not cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, because you guys, it's a it's a big pitch you have to get for yes. right. brewing yeah. like you do. Yeah, and we wanted to get a, a big enough batch to pitch rather than work it up and then pitch it. So before bringing in that yeast, you did you have two yeasts in the brewery? The the yes. steam beer and an ale, another Correct. ale yeast. Correct. And the ale yeast that you had was it less of an English characteristic? Well, it's our it's our ale yeast that we've used for all of our ales. Okay. And, and so I wanted again, I wanted to make sure that the stout had its own character, and um, uh, we're very happy with that yeast. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted the stout to be completely different. Okay. And now that you you had to use this, you hadn't used a new yeast before. You've been working with the same two yeast. Was there difficulty for you in 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 using it? No, it actually went very well. Okay, it really did. It, All right, it, it, uh, it was surprising though how how little we pitched. Yes, yeah. Um, oh yeah, and yeah. the fact that it it it's a, a different fermentation cycle, huh, Mike? Yeah. We, oh, yeah. we uh, uh it, we kept it uh, a longer time in our primary fermenters before going to the cellar. Um, but so it was a whole different process. Uh, why longer in the primary? Well, we, our the yeast that we use, um, it it's it, we want to drop it to the cellar before it's entirely finished because we want to trap some carbonation, and um, that yeast over the years it's just a very fast acting yeast, and then it um, oh this is another interesting thing, and it actually uh, crops and rises to the top, and so. When it rises to the top, the normal English brewer would then vacuum that off or somehow scoop it off the top, leave it in his fermenter for another uh, five to seven days, and uh, then rack it off in his kegs. But uh, when we uh, when it rises to the top, we then send it to the cellar and collect that yeast for f- future use and let it finish out in our cellars. Okay. Um, and uh, it, it's interesting, though, these, these yeasts that are ale yeasts, um, the, the the one we used for this, they don't come out to the top. These have all been changed for for I think these have changed for uh, cylindrical conical fermenters. I no see. one's harvesting from the top, right? Uh, and uh, and so they never do rise, you know, right? Which uh, it 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 kind of surprises me because I always consider that the definition of an ale yeast. Sure, yeah. top and fermenting. I, yeah. I have to admit that I. I would get confused about that in the early shows because I go, well, why are you calling this a top fermenting yeast? It's always at the bottom of my carboy. Yeah. And it is confusing, a bit surprising. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, our in-house ale yeast does definitely come to the top. And, uh, right. And that's when we uh, drop the beer out from under it. Okay. Now, you mentioned the, the being surprised at the, at the pitch rate. How do you calculate the pitch rate when you're using a new yeast and it's a new beer I mean, for us, we go to a, there's a little pitching rate calculator for homebrewers, yeah. but that's a small scale. How do you do it? We just believed White Labs. Is that right? <laughs> they sent us what we needed, but it seemed like the volume was so low I see. compared to what we pitched. Yeah. They do do that for you. You can give them the specs <laughs> of the beer you're trying to do, and they tell you what, uh, the right Correct. pitch. Okay. Correct. Well, that makes it easy, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> One thing if you believe them. Yeah, yeah, if you believe it, right. It, it worked. It worked. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. 
What temperature did you uh, ferment this at? Mike, what did... Well, we went a little colder because yeah. they recommend a little colder. We normally go warmer, and I think it was 65. 65 to 70, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. It still has some of the English yeast characteristics, even though you had it colder. That uh, Well, that was their recommendation that they said that's where it worked best. Okay. Um, our ale yeast will go, will go much higher than that. I really like this beer. I enjoy it thoroughly. What flavors can you pick out in there for me, JP? I get some roasty, obviously. I mean, it's a dark foreign, mm-hmm. or not foreign, but export stout, so it's it's roasty on the edge. But, yeah. um, but I, it, it's not it's, like It's a, very smooth and, and um, very creamy. full body. I mean, you could say chewy if you want to be just kind of like standard entry-level beer guy. Um, it, it's it's a meal in a glass. Yeah, the mouthfeel really, really is really enjoy it. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it sticks with you, but not in a... Not in an awful way. Yeah. Um, you kind of get a little sticky around the lips. I think the 7% bit. helps out with that because it does you, keep it from being too thick. You can't taste it. I mean, you you, you know, you can kind of taste there's there's uh, there's a lot going on alcohol-wise, but you don't really know. Like, I didn't. I would have thought maybe 6, 6.5, maybe. Maybe 6.9. Maybe 6.9 and 0.9. I don't know this. <laughs> there's two decimal right. points. That's how good. Yeah. Um, but you, I, I would have no idea yeah. that it was that, that high alcohol. What do you like about me, JP? I, actually, I really like that uh, hoodie that you have on. The Zippy, I was, I've was been admiring it, the way the, the layers, the two... It, okay, that's It's like color blocking. He you, okay. <laughs> likes my alcohol content. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't Which know. is rising all the time. Yes. After five every day. Along with my blood pressure. Yeah. This is a wonderful beer. You guys must be proud of it. Yeah, we are. We, we like it very much. And, and uh, we did a completely different uh, mash regimen than we normally do. We, we did uh, uh, English mash. Okay. Using all English malt. Uh, you want to talk about that? Yeah, let's let's know about that. When you, when you say regimen, you're talking about the temperatures and things too. We used a one temperature. Okay, we, we've we've done that once before. This yeah. was our second try, and it worked out pretty well. What temperature did you? One sixty. Water was one sixty. Okay. Um, we never let the mash go lower than one forty five. Forty five. Right. Held it there. So normally you do a step mash. Correct. With your other beers. Okay. Correct. And why the choice to do that? To do just a single infusion this time. Because it's in English, and that's how they would do it. Okay, English got it. Style. And it was fun. Yeah, and you, you just—you're getting lazy, aren't you? You didn't no. want to do the. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. We had a good time. Actually, I think using steps would have been lazy. Yeah, we've done that so many times. <laughs> how many different malts are in this beer? <clears throat> uh, three. Just three different. Okay. Four. Four. What the, are the, they? The one that um, I was really impressed with. You know, I like to just taste malt. And you can find out a lot about how it tastes. And I was really impressed with Maris Otter for the pale. Mm-hmm. It just tastes wonderful if you just eat it. Yeah. <clears throat> but my one complaint with the Maris Otter was we used 5,000 pounds of Maris Otter in 50-pound bags. <laughs> <laughs> so Bruce was carrying 50-pound bags all day. Yeah, yes, not so Bruce well. anymore. <laughs> yes, he just scrolled his employees. But they were complaining a lot about it. it but it, it is a terrific pale. If you if you tried it, it, it just it which uh, which Maris Otter was it? Was it a crisp or a, yeah crisp? The uh, Scottish or the English? I'm going to say English. Back you up, Mike. Yeah. Glenn Eagles is Scottish. So. Okay. Well then, okay, English. Yeah. And then also um, a breeze product called Black Prince. Huh? Which well, I've never heard of that. Is it just, is it a roasted malt? Yeah, it's it's black, but it's supposed to be uh, astringent reduced. Okay, I'm not sure how they do it, but it it totally works. Again, yeah, you know, if you just taste malt in your mouth, 
Like if you eat black malt, even chocolate malt, I think chocolate malt is, is pretty bitter. Yeah. But this wasn't. Yeah. And, and we thought, boy, that's interesting. So yeah. we tried it, and it worked out great. Yeah, as soon as JP said that this has a roasty flavor to it, I, I actually meant to chime in and say, but it's not acrid or astringent. It doesn't have a chalky flavor no, or any of those things. It's real rounded and, and nice. Yeah, it's roasty. It's, it's just roasty. You know, usually when yep. you're talking stouts, you go, well, it's roasty. Well, how acrid is it? Because all these people put a lot of black patent, like way too much. Yeah. I can't deal with that. But this is, it's just the roasty quality of the malt, and it, it stays soft. With all the other base malts, and we've stuff. discovered we get we get astringent bitter from chocolate malt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not supposed to be. I've tasted that color. before. So this malt was called Black Prince. Black Prince, P R I N Z. This is an ad for uh, Breeze. Who's the, mul- <laughs> the maltster of that? <laughs> yeah, Mike, who malts that? Breeze. Breeze. That's a Breeze. Okay. Oh, we'll have to see if it's available. Uh, do you guys do any shops. any pilot batches when you make beers like this? Or you just yeah, that's the fun part. No, we don't. We wish we had just, a, uh, a pilot brewery, but. We've made a lot, of new, go, huh? a lot of new brewers, brewers uh, over our time, and, and we're, we're seem to be doing a lot more now with our new marketing department. Mm-hmm. But um, it really is possible to do it in your head mm-hmm. and then come up with a pretty good beer. Well, I mean, we can adjust it obviously later. from experience, you can do that, and that's what you're doing. I well, yeah. Yes. But um, it would be nice to have a pilot, but we don't. And uh, we've so far... Knock on wood, we've been very successful with yeah, our new recipes. This is a great beer. They yeah. come out really good the first time. Yeah. We've done some tweaking, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you guys are all competent brewers. You could come up with your no, brew pretty much first time out sure. of the bag, right, right? And oh yeah, but we do, <laughs> we we do uh, uh, always keep the ability to do a second brew that if, if you didn't like your first brew. Oh. You can make a second brew that's slightly off the other direction and blend them. Oh, okay. Make so, an adjustment. Yeah, it, it, and that goes on with our Christmas ale quite a bit. You know, that would make sense. Yeah, but uh, um, but listen, we're so close, and we're talking minor changes and something like that. But right. this one really came out nice. It really did. I mean, it was. What's the third malt in there? We we have the the Maris Otter, the the Black Prince, and uh, you said three. The flake barley, Mike. Flake barley. What what's what's that addition for? Um, color. <laughs> I like that. See, I yeah, would believe that. Said. That's why he's screwing <laughs> with me. I'd go, oh, okay. Yeah. There's, uh, it seems that uh, it, it, flake barley is used in an awful lot of stouts. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think people believe that it's good for the head and for a little bit of body. Um, and we've never used flake barley before and so we thought why not let's give it a try and and see what it does we didn't use much it was a pretty small amount but uh is it fermentable does it add oh yeah it is okay oh, yeah. yeah it's already gelatin it's already ready to go oh i it's see ready to go. Yeah. hence we that put is... it straight into the, the mash and we were kind of afraid to put it through our mill oh yeah because <laughs> it's flaked yeah, yeah it's already flaked see now mike's it, fucking we didn't with have you. to put it through the mill <laughs> no you wouldn't have to put it through the mill. so why put it through the mill right right so uh with the rest of your beers you know you mentioned the all the 50-pound bags you had to do. The rest of your beers, the grain comes out of the silo for you guys, yeah. right? Pretty easy stuff. For the pale malt. For for, the, for all our colored malts are in bags. You still we're have all, to do We're bags. also okay. planning on getting some silos for for uh, 40 as well. Yeah, for the majority, yeah. Oh, okay. some uh, big sacks. Uh, what do you call those? Uh, no, no, sacks. sacks. We're going to get um, caramel 40 in bulk, which will really help a lot. A silo or a super sack? We're going to get, no, no, we're going to get silos. Silos, nice. Yeah. We tried super sacks years ago, uh-huh. and we were not happy with them. They well, presented what, some issues. 
Well, the hanging, the, the 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 way you hung them, and how you got the mold. Well, yeah, in those, uh, uh, you know, you had to save them to send them back to Breeze. Oh, I see the and, and uh, so that was a a problem for insects and whatnot, okay. having all these uh, bags laying around. Right, sure. Um, the other thing is when they'd ship them to you, they were always falling over oh, in the yeah, truck. They the were horrible time. to get oh, out of man. the truck. We just oh. decided that it was it was less labor just dealing with fifty pound bags yeah. than, than with these super sacks. So. It's funny because most mid sized breweries I see a bunch of super sacks on yeah. the floor. Yeah. Well, and, and if it works for them, fantastic. But, yeah. But uh, we tried it, and, and everybody said right away, you know, we'd probably if we had stuck with it, believe me, we would have made it work. You right. know, but but we just didn't see the the, the big advantage. So. Okay. Well, and they're called super. I feel like they should work. Otherwise, they shouldn't yeah. be called What's super, so super right? about so these. Super yeah. Sacks. yeah, shitty sacks. Super a lot more of work. <laughs> super good idea. Bad implementation. <laughs> right. So you're going to get a, a Crystal 40 silo? Is that it? Correct. Yeah. Nice. That's a lot we of We also use a lot 40. of Munich yeah. sometimes. And Munich, okay. And uh, wheat. wheat. So wheat we can use it for more than just the 40. Nice. Okay. Why don't we do this? we got to take a break. Quick question. Do you think you guys are the last generation that will work for 40 years at, at Anchor? Is, or, or, or at the same place. Or do you have young people that you think are going to uh, do this? You know what I mean? It's uncommon, especially with, with these kids today. Yeah. Those Bruce, kids. why don't you give, a, a, give your opinion on that one? Yeah, <laughs> you've been quiet over there. <laughs> what do you think? Mike's hogging the microphone. <laughs> you know, Mike, you can't shut him up. He's right? such an attention whore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> What do you think? You know, I, th- I, I think so. You think it's, you're the last, it, you know, them. and and certainly on the production side, you, you know, I, I, people like, you know, I think all of you know, it's fun to brew, yeah, and it's it's been a a really fun career, mm-hmm. and I think all of us felt like we worked in a, in a really special place, yeah, and it continues to be, yeah. Um, a fun thing, you know. So I, th- I think, yeah, possibly. So you, you think that the people will st- that there's a good chance people will continue to stay at Anchor for a long time. I think so. The, the younger, I, I do. I think, I think, um, you know, a big draw. I think for all of us is is doing something that you're really proud of. Yeah. And we were, you know, it, it's hard to imagine how people work and doing something yeah they don't really care about they're just putting their time in and i think we've been lucky that we've we've been someplace where the whole time we're very proud right of the product and um and and it's been a fun industry the industry's changed a lot i mean certainly you know mike and mark have been there longer than i have but i've been at anchor for 32 years okay and you know of course it's it's the whole craft beer industry is totally different but it's still a, a, a real fun industry a lot of interesting people um so yeah i i, yeah. I don't see why not i don't see why anyone or why people wouldn't want to do this sure and you get to you get to wear that white jumpsuit well yeah you, you know what how much money we save on clothes <laughs> can you imagine right. if, if if we had to go out and buy suits that's true you know what a waste dry cleaning yeah we need, we need jumpsuits in here dude i think we do it's good it's, well, it's good for lunch you know when you spill stuff on your <laughs> head, you know? yeah even if we had jumpsuits 
we don't have the physical space that they do. I mean, we were just there two days ago. That's got to be addicting, just physically going to that building every day yeah. with those copper kettles and the SF skyline out the window. I mean, that, that's like got to be addicting, right, to want to go it's, to that building every day? I would. It is the be- I, I call it, probably lots of people do, it's the best view in brewing oh, yeah. that you guys have out there. You know, it, it, it was always a, a great thing when you were the, the first brewer and you'd come in, you know, at like 5 a.m. and start mashing in and, you you know, that beautiful brew house. You yeah. look out the window, yeah, and it's dark, and you you see the you know old yeah. downtown of San Francisco. It's it's great. Oh, you're giving me you're giving me chills over yeah. there. I can smell the mash and uh, yeah, looking out the window. Is this that's, where you cut Tony Bennett in? Right yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I cue up sad music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can sing a song for you. <laughs> right. Uh, you already did one. <laughs> <laughs> I can do good. more. Are you sure? I got He's more. Got his auto tuner over there. <laughs> All right, let's do this. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more with Anchor. We've got some more beer to try. We have some hop vodka to try. We'll talk about that, and I want to talk about the stills too because uh, that's another important uh, part of Anchor. It's the session. Triple eight four zero one beer. If you got questions, or hit the chat button on the homepage. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Brewers Publications is thrilled to announce the release of For the Love of Hops, a practical guide to aroma, bitterness, and the culture of hops by Stan Hieronymus. For the Love of Hops is a resource for brewers of all experience levels. It explains the nature of hops, their origins, and how brewers can really maximize their positive attributes throughout the brewing process. Ken Grossman from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company says, This book is an amazing compendium on the hop, written at a level of detail that will captivate historians, chemists, and brewers alike. For the Love of Hops is available now from Brewers Publications at brewerspublications.com. Order your copy today and wrap yourself in the binds of bitterness with everyone's favorite brewing ingredient, the Love of Hops. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact rain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about my favorite heretic beer, Shallow Grave Porter. I love the rich, malty character of this beer. While full and rich, Shallow Grave has an easy drinking finish that isn't too sweet. I've always loved my homebrew porter recipe, so when it's time to brew Heretic Shallow Grave, I started with that in mind. 
but I tweaked it with all my latest recipe ideas. Just like in homebrewing, I made sure we used only the finest malts, malts that would produce the ideal flavor for this beer. We used select British malts to get the rich chocolate and caramel flavors that we spared no expense. The result is a beer as dark as a moonless night with hints of vanilla, coffee, and chocolate. Perfect for a cool evening out in the woods. Cheers. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. What's funny is Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to style. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. <laughs> you know? The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Like it hot, think you really one of them. Chances are you're not, think you're really one of them. Chances 
chances are you're not. Chances are you're not. Chances are you're not. Chances are you're not. When he came out, he was just a calm little guy. He just, you know, it was like he disturbed his world. <laughs> no point. He just came out and he was just kind of, I don't know, he was very Number than perfect is gonna be reason enough for my demons to hate me Cause lately the voices are rising and volume beginning to alter my mood into crazy In the nick of it, live in the thick of it Sick of it, sell you a brick of it That's the road that I've been taking That's the road that I've been taking Bright and strong, universal shine As the day is long, hyperactive mind Hyperactive mind Hyperactive mind Hyperactive mind, hyperactive mind. You're tuned into the session. Really enjoying this stout. I'm on glass number two. Anchor boys were kind enough to bring us a keg. It's and, fantastic. Uh, we are. We're gonna. We're gonna enjoy this. This is a very nice beer. I'm glad you guys I'm are producing like new it. beers. You know, anchor fans have wanted to see that for a while, don't you think? You know, it's interesting because uh, um, we have had that comment a lot. But if you look at if you think about the fact that when I started there, we only made Anchor Steam beer, mm-hmm. uh, and all those beers we created, you know, uh, that were most of which were the first of their varieties. Yeah, um, it, we did uh, stop uh, coming out with new brews. There was a uh, period in the '80s, maybe, when uh, people were coming out with chocolate raspberry. Stout and it just started to get kind of silly, you yeah. know. And that's so my we, favorite, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. all right. That's I told right. you he was gay. Whoa, <laughs> wow! But there was a period where it was getting kind of silly. All these different beers coming out now. Uh, people are, I think, uh, uh, doing a little more creative stuff, and obviously the the public's acceptance of hops, yeah, has made a huge difference in what we can put out there and have uh, people find interesting. Sure. So yes, uh, so uh, we did a lot of creating, and now we're doing it again, and that's fun for us. I mean, um, we're the Cymaster series. We're, we have some more planned in the future, and and to sit down and and sketch out these. Um, uh, uh, beers on paper, and uh, it's kind of fun not having uh, a pilot brewery because it really makes you think. What is this going to be like if you have a pilot brewery? I mean, well, we'll try it and try this and try that, but right. Uh, but uh, you really have to stop and and really think about it. And you got to go all in. I exactly. Mean, yeah. Exactly. Now I'm surprised JP didn't get to this first, but here you are. Uh, you're you're able to put out a new beer. You're going to do it under the Zymaster series. And you don't put out an IPA. Oh, I was getting there. I was working an angle not to try to be like a dick. <laughs> but you don't put out an IPA, which I, I can speak for JP confidently. We both commend you for that. Just well, thank not, you. I like IPAs, don't get me wrong. But I just think you didn't go with the easy one, I guess right. is what I mean. Right? Well, they, it, uh, you know, I, try, I tried not to get into the... 
uh, uh, the highly hop thing because there's so many. It, it, there, everybody's playing that game, and yeah, it would be fun. Uh, I think you may see us do that down the road. Sure, uh, but it it it. I when I found the a good example is I found the Citra hop. Um, yeah, a, and boy, I just fell in love with it. And and no, I wouldn't want to create an IPA with Citra. I think it has such delicate flavors, and so that's why we we created the Breckles Brown, where it's a uh, modest use of it, but it has just wonderful aromas and flavors in the Breckles Brown. Um, when we found the uh, uh, the New Zealand hop, the Nelson Savant, mm-hmm. um, we created the Humming Ale, and that one you know, it was pretty close to an IPA, uh, a, re- a real generous use of of um, Nelson Savant. So we're we're trying to find these different hops and different ideas to to come out. Uh, the poor hop growers now, every new variety, everybody wants to be first with it, and then right, and uh, and then they're going to move on to something else. I think the hop growers, it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, sure that uh, varieties will come into pretty quickly i think and with all the new beers are you all whole hops still yes yeah we don't use any pellets or extracts um we are we're all whole hops okay we have been trying some new varieties there's a lot of new ones out there that are really interesting that don't even have names yet really that uh how are you trying them if you don't without a are you sneaking them into some of your your current beers to to test them out or just you mean just kind of purchasing them to smell them and or you put them in beer. Well, we have our own way of of testing them. Okay. I don't know if Mark wants to tell. That. I think. He's, I, I he's think it's chairman of secrets. I think. Well, <laughs> you know, I came up with it, this idea. I don't think I'm the only one who came up with it. Right. And well, I think it? it's pretty common test. Uh, Mike, you go ahead and talk about it. Well, it's it's pretty simple. We take whole cones. Well, first we buy a case of Bud Light. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good start. Then we take the caps off. And we put, I think, we're, what are we up to now? I think it's three, yeah, three it may- whole cones jammed into the bottle of Bud Light, recrown them, put them in a fridge for two or three weeks, and drink the beer. Wow. It's a great idea. It's your test batches right there. And Bud's doing all the work for you. Exactly. <laughs> I, You know, I, I used to think, oh, we should keep this secret. But I think there's a lot of people doing it. But it really does give you a, an honest uh, example of what the, the hop will do for dry hopping. Right. Uh, In a real beer. We, we've heard of, of hop teas, but... <clears throat> Hop teas. I've never been happy with those no. or, or or rubbing between. Mike and I went to New Zealand, and uh, when we uh, went to the Nelson Savan <coughs> Harvest and went went to their experimental station, they had no end of hops for us to sample. And you you know you crush them between your hands and smell them. And um, but boy, it doesn't give me at least uh, I think a real good example of what that is going to be like in your beer. Right. Yeah, I agree with you on that. So somebody finally found a use for Bud Light. That's fantastic. <laughs> I can see uh, th- that's really a, a, a great idea. We, well, we started the test actually. We used our summer beer, but uh, oh yeah, yeah. But uh, we uh, moved on to Bud Light. We recently it's just neutral enough. We recently hired an ex um, uh, Anheuser Busch brewmaster. Oh, who ran the uh, Columbus, Ohio plant. Okay, and you met him, uh, Jason. Okay, yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, he suggests using Bud Light, so he said, fine. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't have to be Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I like that slogan for Bud Light. Great Just point. neutral enough. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think homebrewers uh, should uh, take this advice. That's a really a good idea to try out some new hops. It is. So. It is. Okay. All right. Um, did we get this 
pop vodka up here? Yep, yeah, right and let's uh, drink it right now. Is it going around? Uh, Taryn, now, is this on the shelf yet? Taryn, you're yes, driving it home, is. by the way. It is, so people yeah. can get it. What's it called? So, Mark, you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, hop head, hop vodka. What a great bottle, too. Very classy. Uh, I'll, I'll pour it there. I was going to show it on the camera. Oh, yeah. Once, once it goes around. What's that, Bruce? Try this just straight. Oh, I'd love to try it just straight. Yeah. JP, straight or straight? Or we brought tonic. You can have like a. Why don't you give us a pour oh, vodka and tonic? If I you want, want the tonic. I I do I both. Want straight. Yeah, I do. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I want a double pour. Just give us a small. <laughs> give us a small pour of straight, and then we can add tonic if we want. There you go. That way we don't turn you into a bartender. You're highly. You're too qualified yeah, just give for us that. A, yeah. Not as a bartender. Give us a half inch of vodka, and then we'll. Uh, yeah. Pass the tonic. Half inch. It. Can you put mine in a paper bag, please? I like to drink it straight from the bag and suck it off the paper bag. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> uh, how long has this been out? Uh, it's been on the market now. Uh, two two months. I think. I think. Um, since mid-December. Okay. So uh, about a month, I think. What does wow. the wash come from in vodka? Well, Irish people. Bruce, Bruce uh, should talk about that. Bruce? It's, the- it's uh, grain uh, grain mash, usually wheat and corn. Okay. So is it a, is it a myth then, or, or is it just different when people say that vodka comes from potatoes? That's just one form. Of it's it. just one form but of it. The potatoes have so much water in them, you got to use tons and tons of Okay. Potatoes. Yeah, I... You know what? I'm I'm not just regular unflavored vodka. I'm not that much of a of a connoisseur. Yeah. Um, I mean, with a, a neutral spirit, we're just looking for as neutral as we can get. Okay. And I think you should just distill Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, this smells wonderful. Yeah. It's not harsh. Uh, it didn't burn my nose at all. Oh my lord! And it's very hot. Uh, aromatic. It, it it is very hop aromatic. Yes, <laughs> you're a good word person. Yes, I don't need that much. Here. Wow. <laughs> Mike's trying to get Bruce drunk over there. Gave yeah, him, gave him a cup of it. That, hey that, Bruce, would you mind passing like the bottle down, please? When so you're brewing, and show you, the webcam. When you're brewing and you open uh, the silver foil pouch. Yeah, it's right. Nose in it. Right it, when you open it, that's true. That's what this smells like. It smells like pellet hops. That's insane. Wow. Oh, it smells lovely. It smells like putting your nose in the hop bag. Uh, can we know what kind of hops are in it? No. No. Can't <laughs> even know that. Are there? Can I ask if there are uh, multiple varieties? There there are multiple varieties. Okay. And I think the one thing we can say is they're um, American hop varieties. Okay. And can we get an idea of what you were looking for in, in how you decided which hops to use? I think we were looking for something that was that was, um, you know, kind of clean, crisp. Um, yeah. You know, kind of that that we probably less of the earthy notes and more of kind of a fresh, um, citrusy, piney that kind of sense. thing. Um, piney, by the way, is a great descriptor for the aroma. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys taste it yet? No, just, uh, everyone yeah. just enjoys smelling it so much. Smelling it. It's a, it, it, it tastes exactly the way it smells. I, w- I would like to douse my pillowcase in this. I just want to smell it all I'd like night. To douse my penis in this. <laughs> Who's going to smell that? No, nobody. <laughs> I see. Everybody probably. <laughs> probably right. You know what I mean? It, 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 wow. it tastes exactly the way it smells. You know, I could put this on on ice 
and sip it out of a glass just like that. Yeah, it's incredibly good. I don't. I would. I have never said that about a vodka yeah. before. I would never think of doing that. But this, you could do that. Yeah. Throw and it in some ice. And it was a tough job. I think coming up with this really uh, <clears throat> surprisingly tough. You know, it, yeah, we it, thought this was going to be oh no problem. Yeah. Oh yeah. H- how long did it take for you guys to get it right? Well, it. God, it's six uh, months. Almost. Wow. Don't How many batches? Yeah, we, we you know it, it was actually all almost um, all of last this year. year. Yeah, is we that started right? it. Well, working it, on it about a year ago. Worth the work. And I don't have a liquor cabinet at home. I think I'm going to start one. <laughs> it's going to be full of this. I need to find this. I need to find it. I is need it, to find it right now? Yeah. Where do you, do you have to buy it at? Uh, just at Anchor? Or? No, no, we, no. We're, no. We're, you. Uh, a distiller can't sell in California ah. direct to the public, so you have to find it at a store. And um, see, we should know this stuff, but I, I you know, <laughs> we don't. Okay. Give us a call. We'll let you know. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I could probably find it through the website, too. Maybe it says on there where we can go yeah, find uh, it. Or just uh, Googling it online, I think you could probably find it. But uh, Okay. Or just get a radio show and invite them in. <laughs> exactly. Or... Tell your local uh, liquor store to bring it in. To carry it. Yeah, exactly. Wow. It's just, is this the tonic over here, JP? Let me, yeah. Let me put a little of that in there and see what happens. Yeah. Want some ice? Yeah. Oh, you have ice too? I'll, I'll forego the tonic and just throw some ice in there. Perfect. Look at He's like a mobile bar, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, I'll take some of that. Perfect. There we go. That's all I need. That and another glass of it. This is fantastic. You could make like hot Bloody Marys. Oh, Bevo. She's a genius. That's why they keep me around. Yeah. We've had it in Bloody Marys. It's really good in, in Bloody it? Marys. And um, You're welcome. <laughs> you know, I think I think maybe on the the Anchor Distilling website, there might be some recipes or there'll be some recipes for um, a few different drinks. I, I know most of those that are on there are more than I can make. Okay. This is like a hot vodka and tonic is kind of the... <laughs> That's the extent. Pushing the envelope on my bartending skills. So. Right. <laughs> now, well, you did good. Bruce. Do you have any more ice, Bruce? I'll take a little bit of yeah. ice. Yeah, along here. I've had um, hop schnapps before, and I will say that this yeah. is much more hop forward than than any yeah. other hop liquor yes. I've had. I was yes, it's, I was thinking that I've had those hop schnapps as well. Those German, probably from the same and dude from Ralph. Yeah, and it's a pretty mild. You can you know that it's hops, but it's still mild. And it also carries along with it some of the off flavors that you you know you're yeah, talking about having to avoid. It has like darker like like darker flavors. Well, I, I, sometimes yeah. I think of uh, this is flavors like that. I'm, aroma flavors. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Doc. This is like almost all aroma flavors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but you get the same flavors when you when you taste it. It's not just all aroma. Oh, sure. You're saying the, aroma the, the flavors. flavors. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Right. You're right. But yeah, there yeah. still is a pretty good amount of bitterness in there too. Yeah. 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 Did you find in the in what you considered failed batches that you didn't have enough of this hop flavor you were going for? Too many off flavors really was oh, the problem. I see. Okay, uh, that, that that we were kept coming up with flavors we didn't like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love this. That's a fantastic vodka. I do. I don't drink vodka except in my Bloody Mary. You do now. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have that Chipotle vodka from Hangar One that comes out every once in a while. That is fantastic and bloodies, and I can't wait to try this in a bloody. Yeah, I like the Chipotle vodka too. Your camera keeps falling down, JP. Well, it's your camera. <laughs> right. What tape is it? So there are there's some <laughs> your tape. There's some photos <laughs> of the distillery on that same Facebook page, facebook.com slash brewing network. You can go to the anchor uh, album that JP uploaded yeah. there. 
Your distillery itself, you have, is it three different ones that I remember, or two? Correct. It's three. Three, three different stills. Bruce, you should. They're beautiful, first of all. I don't know. There's something about that look. They're uh, obviously copper, and they just, I don't know. I really like the look of them. Uh, so you guys did a nice job building them. Why do you need three different stills? Well, two of them are whiskey stills, and it's um, kind of the traditional um, setup for pot distilled whiskey where there's one still. We mash 100% malted rye. We don't run off, so we ferment the full mash. Okay. And then the first still, we distill the full mash. Wait, wait, just so I understand. When you say you ferment the full mash and you don't run up, you mean you it's leave great. the grain and everything in there? Yes. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. And if you've ever worked with, with rye before, it would be, uh, uh, I think, next to impossible to, to separate wort from that. I see. Um, okay. So we, we, we mash, cool, pitch yeast, and ferment that whole thing with all the solids in it. And then that first distillation is distilling that first or distilling the mash the second distillation the spirit distillation is redistilling the the product from the first distillation okay so we so two of the stills are are just for the whiskey the third still is for um the the london dry gin Mm -hmm. um the the unipro and we also made the um hop vodka in that still is it a different kind of still that you need to do gin um, it's, it's, it's different. It's, it's a copper pot still, but, um, it has, um, bubble plates and the ability to have more reflux. So you can, you can, um, distill to a higher proof in that still. Oh, I see. So you're not trying to get as many flavors as you're trying to get more of the neutral spirit out of it. Okay. So we can actually <clears throat> dissect it better with that other still. Yeah. And Mark was pointing out to me, cause I was just so fascinated in, in the look of them that you have some different tops kind of uh, stored up above. It, do different shaped tops of the still serve different functions? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, we have um, we make our Dutch gin, the Genevieve, in the same stills as whiskey. And, you know, the original gin was much like an aged whiskey with botanicals in it. And... You saw the the one still top that we had up there with the mushroom top. It almost looks like our normal spirit still top, but inverted, where it's wider on the top and thinner at the bottom as opposed to the other way around. Okay. And um, we put that still top on the spirit still when we make the Dutch gin. Oh, I see. So you do still have to swap them out yeah. when you do that. Yeah, so our, our all three of our stills ha- are the same... The flange on top is the same size, so you can bolt on any of the still tops. They're all interchangeable. Nice. If you want them to be. And Those were all custom made for you guys, right? We, we have right. a person that, that made them. Okay. Are these uh, steam-fired? Steam They're steam-jacketed, yeah. 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 Bruce, you might mention that we have different condensers, too, so we aren't really mixing product. Yeah. Yeah, we use different condensers so that... If, forgive my ignorance. Is the condenser the coil part at the end? Yes. So you'd use a different one so that the flavors of, of one doesn't carry over to the other? Yeah. I see. Yeah. Hey, Jake, can you hand me the top? Um, I'm not side? sure if you answered this already or not, but are they runoff stills or fractioning stills? Well, one, two pot stills and a fractionating still, basically. 
Well, um, they're, they're the all, all three are pot stills. Yeah. So they're all a batch process. They're not a continuous still. Yeah. 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 But, and when we when we came out with Old Potrero in 1990, we started distilling in 93, but our first whiskey re- was released in 1996. It was the only pot distilled whiskey in the United States. All the distilling of whiskey in the United States has got, had gone to large column stills, the same kind of stills that vodka is made in. So is there a benefit to the, the pot still, the reason you guys chose to do that? You know, we think it's it's traditional. Fritz liked the idea that it was the traditional way that whiskey is made, and, you know, we think that it, that it tastes better. Okay. I'm sure in 20 years there'll be a distillery that says that they were the first. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't, and, don't worry about that. And it doesn't give Anchor the credit. That'll be weird. Yeah. They'll, they'll throw a party <laughs> about it. It'll be strange. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, good things are coming out of that. Now, I, I saw... Uh, distillery at ballast point brewery in san diego i mentioned this this to you guys and i remember them talking about getting the license to do distilling at the brewery and it seemed to me that uh i don't remember if it was the abc or the ttb whoever uh, i don't remember but they were real sticklers about them fencing off and really separating the distillery from the brewery did you guys run into that it seemed to be just there in the corner yeah, but you, you notice we have roll-up doors, so it can be sealed off. Ah, okay. So, yeah, the actual um, part that is the distillery premise is separate. Okay, so you did have to do that as yes. well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the the place where we store finished product is something that's separate, and you're able to lock it up. Got separately. it. And I think there's just a, a room next to the distillery there. Is that your whole barrel room there? No. No. Um, okay. Because no. I was going to say, you really are limited in size. Yeah, no, uh, we, we have um, some barrels. Recently, we've started storing barrels um, off-site. We, okay. We have a, another warehouse where we're storing ba- barrels now. Do you use the same it, barrels over and over? We don't use barrels more than once. We have um, our one type of whiskey we used once used charred barrels okay and we use them you know a second time um and for our 18th century whiskey we'll use some used barrels but for the straight rye whiskey by lot has to be all new barrels and the majority of our 18th century whiskey is new barrels too okay what do you do with those barrels when you're done with them um some of the straight rye whiskey barrels we've used for our our barrel aged ale Mm -hmm. And then we use them again for the the other type of whiskey, the 18th century. Some we reuse, um, and the rest we we've um, yeah make planters out of them. You know, <laughs> right. yeah. we actually uh, gave some to a uh, a man in New York who makes hot sauce. Uh, the waterfront ale house. Really? He gave him All a couple, right. yeah, and he ages his hot sauce in them. Oh, that's interesting. But, uh, the, the so. best, uh, we don't have that many, quite honestly. Okay. And so we either use them for uh, the Hodling's whiskey, if the, the charred barrels, um, or the, the barrel-aged beer. And we don't make much barrel-aged beer because we're trying to grow the this, the whiskey. I mean, there's a the demand, I and mean, we can sell 10, 20 times, I think. Uh, but we're trying to grow the whiskey. There does seem to be a good demand for it. It's a great whiskey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, <clears throat> and we did move the barrel storage out of the uh, brewery uh, for that reason. We were just running out of room. You guys saw how crowded the place is. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are definitely running out of space there. Yeah. Are, is there are there plans to expand into another building or 
Yes, we do. Uh, you know, we own the building across the street from us. Uh, that used to be a soy sauce factory years ago. Okay. and uh, I've made for, beer that tastes like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. They actually uh, fermented the soy sauce there. Uh, it was an interesting process. Oh, yeah. But uh, they moved over to Hayward, and Fritz bought that building with the eye on it that we'd need it in the future. Um, and uh, But the current owners are looking at other buildings around the city. Um, and so we haven't really settled on any one location, but it'll be in the city. Okay. And we're, we will have another location. Is it safe to say that the new owners are, are more apt to, and, and looking to grow and produce more beer than Fritz was? Yes. Okay. Uh, Fritz, uh, Fritz loved the fact that, um, uh, uh, he had this brewery that was a small brewery that, um, he knew everybody there it was pretty much a one shift operation. I think he always said he'd never be over fifty thousand barrels. Well, then all of a sudden we hit fifty thousand barrels. And, yeah, and um, he was he was happy to grow. He always wanted to grow in small increments. He never wanted to be a big brewery, but he always wanted to be profitable. Okay. Um, it, it, people used to ask him because his his last name was Maytag, and I was from the Maytag family. Um, did he really need this? Was it a toy? And the best answer I heard him give, he said. Uh, look, I would never do anything just for fun or anything just for money. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that was uh, really the way he ran his life. It had to be fun, but it had to be profitable. It was a real business. Yeah. And uh, uh, he made a good living there. Um, and, uh, and, and if growth came, he was happy with that. Okay. Um, and the new owners think that Fritz built uh, just a wonderful brand. You know, we're only one of really three uh, national craft brewers. Uh, and the only reason we're a national brewery is because when Fritz started selling the beer, he couldn't be profitable just selling in San Francisco. We had to branch out. Okay. Um, it, had we if we'd been starting this today, we'd probably just be a California brewery. Regional you know? brewery. Yeah. 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 Not enough uh, drinkers when you started. Exactly. Exactly. And so he he uh, we became a national brewer, and and we, he built a hell of a brand. And I think that the new owners see that that this is a brand that's r- really underutilized. Mm-hmm. That okay. there's a potential there. We have distribution system. We're we're uh, great reputation and um, why not take advantage of that sure and so they do want to grow it and they're they're working hard at that they're they're good guys they're both local bay area people that i think have a very long view as fritz did okay and uh and are investing in in uh sales people and marketing to to grow the brand okay it's it's always been one of those brands to me that that you you drink the beers and you know the the limited selection they have and you want more because it's so good yeah yeah, and it, it's nice to see to see new beers come out. Absolutely. Is there any trepidation I, on any of your parts that once that takes place, the brand is in more places and wider distribution, that those things might be affected? The, the good reputation that you don't want to monkey with that. Any trepidation? I think we can maintain the reputation and the quality. Um, I should say we can maintain the quality that will maintain our reputation mm-hmm. as you're growing. Uh, there are advantages. Uh, there's more movement in the brewery for young people to move up uh, and uh, and have more of an opportunity than just working on a bottling line. When you're when you're not growing, uh, 
all us old guys, we don't want to leave yet. So, right. so we've got all these young guys waiting for us to die. So, <laughs> so, Do you think that in the in the break room there's a death pool going on? There's a list out there. Who do you think's at the let's, top of the? Let's death just say pool? we all have tasters in the lunchroom. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drink it if you drink it. Yeah. You know, I will say this: the most confidence building uh, action. Uh, that your owner, that your new ownership has done, that lets me know um, that they're going to continue to make sure Anchor makes good beer, is that they've kept all of you on. And exactly. I, yeah. And and I say that because we've heard, we've all heard of brewery acquisitions lately, and people then uh, quitting right away, or getting fired, or replacing brewmasters, and things like that for money saving, but. The crew is still with the company. Exactly. And I, I think that instills a lot of confidence in the owners, at least for me. I, I would imagine for you guys, too. They didn't come in and uproot everybody. Exactly. You know. Uh, no, you got it exactly right. So that's good news for, for the Bay Area, and I guess for the country, if uh, they get more beer, too. Absolutely. I mean, I, I drink this beer every day. I, I'm the last one to want to <clears> see it change. Right. Uh, that did, brings me to a question that came through. Um Will this stout, or I guess the Zymaster series for that matter, will that be available nationally? You know, uh, boy, I'm sorry, I don't have that. Uh, it, it it will be in major markets. Uh, I don't think okay. it's just in California. I, I'm sorry, I don't have that. That's okay, but you do produce less of it. Than, yes, yes, yeah. and it's a one shot deal, draft only. Oh, okay. Uh, and so it's out now. It'll be out for a little while. Um, and uh, again, I should have prepared for that answer. I used to have a lot more to do with sales than I do now, and so uh, yeah. Well, now you're off dicking around half the time. It. That's it. <laughs> Doing what? We won't talk about it because we got a game. That's right. But the uh, Breckles has become a permanent beer, right? Correct. Yeah. The, okay. the Breckles got a great reception. Yeah. Uh, people liked it, and um, it, so. Uh, it, uh, our sales department wanted it for full time, and that may happen with any of our Zymaster series. Oh, you know? sure. Um, you just have to see how they fall out, you know. But we have lots of ideas, and we have lots of creative people at the brewery. I think you're going to see some interesting stuff from us. I'm sure of it. I am sure of it. Well, if, if anything from this hop head uh, can be, uh, you know, taken from that, it's you guys are doing some interesting stuff. Right. Thank you. I love it. I want more of it. Bruce, when are you retiring? You, you sticking around for a while? Yes. <laughs> You're not ready to go yet either. No, well, I, I can't go. <laughs> I Bruce has in college. I need to pay for it. No, he, he doesn't even have any personal problems. He's got, he's got young kids. Oh. He'll be there forever. The, the youngest of the flock is only 10. Is so I'm, right? I'm there for a while, yeah. And yeah. you've gambled away his college fund. <laughs> that some right. errant vacation to Vegas, and he needs to... I get it. I get the whole thing now. Well, it's if there was together. a college fund in the first place, I might have. But <laughs> Right. Uh, is Can you choose what you like doing better, working in the distillery or, or working in the brewery now that you've done both? Do you have a favorite? It's been real fun with the distillery to to take something you know to start at the yeah. beginning, yeah, and and get to this point, and I really like it. But I I still love the the beer side of it, and okay. I try to 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 stay involved with the beer side. Okay, and um, I like to do. There's a certain part of the um, the distilling side too, because it's still you know a pretty small operation that you know it's it's you know enjoyable yeah. in that respect and um so you know i like both of them and i think i think it's great to be able to work at a 
a brewery and a distillery. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm happy that, that that's the situation. And now we're coming up with the Hophead new products in the distilling side. Who knows what uh, they'll ask us to do next. Sure. And, you know, it's a real legacy that you have there, too. All of you, really. You know, you, Mike, you said earlier that it's it's interesting to think about how that you've been there longer than you've not been there. But not just that. After you guys are gone, you, you've left a real legacy. And not everybody's career has that. You, you know, you started the distillery. And however long that distillery goes on, Bruce was there doing exactly. it. Exactly. And I'm impressed by those things. I think that that's, there's really not a lot of careers that, that have that anymore. So... And and even brewing careers that uh, even less of those that have that probably, so it is amazing to be in a bar, a restaurant, and uh, see somebody drinking a steam beer, and you know you had a real part in making that. Uh, yeah, any steam beer anywhere in the U.S. or anywhere in the world, and and how many bars you can go into and see it there too. Uh, yeah, I, I would be real proud of that. You should and, be proud of that. And that's the challenge to go to all those bars. <laughs> Now we know what he's doing in retirement. There we go. He's bar hopping. <laughs> he's just bar hopping. Uh, I love it. Well, I'm glad to see that we're getting new beers out, and uh, I'm glad to see that the old beers are carrying on, too. Uh, let me see what else I had here from the from the chat. Maybe what I'll do is, is take a break. I do have a few questions from the chat room. I want to go through them and, and make sure we do that. Why don't we do this? If you guys still have a little time, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll answer uh, questions from the chat room, and we'll play uh, the retirement game. And uh, we're, we're also going to see now. Now, uh, Mike was in the room for the questions, but Bruce wasn't. So we might get to see how well oh. Bruce uh, knows Mark as well. So here's what we'll do: we need two callers. Triple eight four zero one beer. Give me two callers to play along the game. Plus, we'll do questions from the chat, and uh, we'll have ourselves another couple beers here, and we'll let the boys go home. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new SnapLock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. When Michael Fairbrother started Moonlighting, he had no idea how quickly his dream was going to grow. Having homebrewed for 15 years, Michael decided to go pro, but not with beer. While attending his homebrew club meetings, he saw ladies knocking their men out of the way to try his mead. Moonlight Meadery is now two years old and can produce 200,000 bottles a year. It's the first New Hampshire winery to ever distribute to California and Australia. In fact, you could 
can now find Moonlight Meadery Meads distributed nationwide. And they ship direct, too. They produce 56 different varieties of mead and are unlike anything you've ever seen on the market. Michael Fairbrother at Moonlight Meadery is a real success story that can make the BN Army proud. Visit Moonlight Meadery in Londonderry, New Hampshire or online at MoonlightMeadery.com. Moonlight Meadery. Romance in a glass. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the Uber Special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My daughter, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore. We will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman, with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. BN Army, HopTech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And HopTech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's, Nottingham, and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Eight 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 four. 
401 beer. This is the session. All right, welcome back to the program. Having a little more fun at the breaks uh, than we are even on the show here. Uh, everyone's uh, drinking the vodka and passing the beers around, and uh, we got a good game uh, going on right now. Um, although it occurs to me that maybe Bevo wasn't here to take the phone calls. Triple eight four zero one beer. Call in now. We need two contestants. I see one uh, ringing right now. Triple eight four zero one beer. We'll get two contestants on. We're going to play the retirement game uh, with Mark and. Um, See what we can learn about Mark today. Let me know when you want the song. We were just talking about an event we went to. We had a great day on Thursday where we got to go to the Anchor Steam Brewery and hang out with the guys there for a little while. Got the full tour. And then we rushed up to Santa Rosa because uh, Russian River Brewing Company was hosting Jim Cook from Sam Adams as well as uh, Jack McAuliffe, who uh, is the founder of the New Albion Brewery, uh, one of the first craft breweries in the country. And uh, they were releasing the original recipe of the New Albion beer, which Tasty is opening for us right now. I'm going to let everybody try that. Um, I got to meet Jack. You guys know Jack? Oh, yeah. Jack and I are old friends. We um, we got to know Jack very well when he was starting out. Because, for one thing, there were no other little breweries around. Then we sold a malt for uh, quite some time. Oh, you did? Yes. It was you guys and Jack at that time, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. There were a couple others, but then they came and went, unfortunately. But I see. Uh, you guys uh, had been uh, obviously a little uh, more established. We're buying more ingredients. So is that how it happened that you helped Jack with, with malt? Well, the, the story behind helping Jack with malt is that uh, around that time in the late 70s, um, they had uh, discovered nitrosamines in beer. Uh, nitro- Are those dangerous? They, boy, I guess so. They, they, <laughs> okay. I think the, the main th- problem was that they, they invented a machine that would, uh, uh, just would, uh, could uh, find them at very, very uh, small parts per billion. Okay. Nitrosamines are common in, in bacon and, and ham and things. And, Uh-oh. And, um, I eat a lot of bacon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your and, ham. And all of a sudden there was nitrosamines in beer. Okay, and and, and it and naturally that made the newspapers. Okay, because uh, nobody likes their beer messed with, uh, and it worried Fritz Maytag very much because in those days we had no uh, craft brewers out there. Um, all the major brewers in the United States all used corn or rice or corn syrup. Um, they were not all malt beers. Okay, uh, so if they were to test um, a hams compared to an Anchor Steam. Uh, the anchor steam nitrosamine was going to be way higher than the hams. And so that was a worry to Fritz that if someone uh, tested these beers, you know, what would come up. Um, and it was soon discovered that uh, uh, nitrosamines came from drying the malt in a direct flame, which, okay. which almost every maltster did. Uh, there was only one that we knew of that did not, and that was Coors. Coors had an indirect fired kiln. Uh, Fritz, and so consequently no nitrosamines. And, uh, so Fritz, uh, got a hold of the Coors people and asked if they would sell us malt, and they did. Wow. And, uh, so Fritz got a hold of Jack and said, Jack, if you want some malt, I have some nitrosamine free malt coming in. And, uh, uh, so until the other maltsters got their act together and were producing nitrosamine free malt, uh, we supplied Jack with, uh, nitrosamine free malt. Let me get this straight, Mark. 
Are you telling me that the big breweries aren't the evil of all the world and that they actually helped you out as a small brewery back in the day? Yeah, you know, it, 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 we're, we're in a wonderful industry. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'll bet that you've uh, seen it yourself. If you visit a brewery, they're always open yeah. uh, to, to visitors in the industry. Um, it, we were never refused, uh, with, I think with one possible exception, never refused entry to a brewery to uh, technical level to really show any anything that uh we wanted to see yeah um and we've always tried to greet other brewers uh, in the same way because we've been treated so well over the years yeah sure and the, and so the major brewers yeah they on the technical level they were fabulous yeah, yeah. yeah. and to sell you ingredients i mean that's a that's yeah. an easy no you're a competitor we're not yeah. going to sell you but yeah. that's a nice thing to no do. It, it really was nice it really was okay so you uh you guys had a relationship uh, with jack as well yes uh, starting kind of back then so such a great guy um he's He's on in the years now, and he's been out of brewing for for so long. Um, but uh, his personality is fantastic. If you go to our YouTube page, uh, YouTube slash Brewing Network, there's the interview uh, with myself and Jack and Jim Cook about this beer that we're tasting here. And and Jack's the his personality. He's the star of the show. Yeah. It took him all of about two minutes to start making fun of me, and that's a that's gold in my book right there. I remember one question that I asked, and it's in there. We we spend a lot of time talking about him being the first to do this hoppy beer and and it really put all these hops in it and design this hoppy beer and we went on like that for 10 minutes or so and and at the end of it i said you know what do you think of the uh the hoppy beers coming out today what do you think of the, the these beers that the brewers are are making and he and he paused for saying he looks at me and he goes well, I fucking invented it, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> and I just, what do you say to that? <laughs> he had been talking about it for 10 minutes. I asked a stupid question. Uh, and he was great. What do you guys think of this beer? The, the, well, uh, Mike, what's the first thing you notice? And this is the new Albion original recipe, by the way, that we're drinking. Yeah, it's uh, 6%. Uh, it's all Cascade. It's clear. Yellow. It's clear. clear. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since I drank Jack's Jack beer. never had a clear beer. Jack. Oh, had, oh, he never had oh, a clear no, no, beer. No, no. <laughs> yeah, he was bottle he was bottle conditioned it was always with lots and lots of yeast. I see. Uh yeah, so it uh yeah, it's quite different. It's yeah. probably silly of, of me to ask if you remember this beer, what if it tastes like that back then. I mean it was a long time ago that he it's supposed to be a beer his most famous beer or something. Jack was a great guy. You know, I think that his major contribution to craft brewing was that he started from scratch. Yeah. He he was almost like he he um ramped up home brewing to a to a commercial level. Okay. And the most amazing thing about it was he his brew size was 50 gallons. Really? Right? Wasn't I think it? so, yeah. 50 gallon brew size. Yeah, barrel and a half, I think. But it was all bottled. Wow. He didn't have any draft yeah, beer. It was no. all bottled, and he had these wonderful wooden cases and returnable bottles, and he got all his bottles back in his wooden cases, and, and uh, hmm. that's, I think that's wonderful. Yeah, that is. Uh, I'd like to see. I wonder if any of those cases are around with any beer nerds in, any, in somebody's oh, yeah. basement somewhere, you know? Yeah. That would be cool. Well, it was a fun event uh, out there, and um, it was it was a good time. Yeah, uh, we enjoyed ourselves, and Vinny uh, was very gracious, and uh, it was a, they were very nice to the media. They bought us pizza. We ate we ate for free. 
Yeah, we so, did. Here's we got free beers. We yeah. got we got free uh, uh, some free beers. We got yeah. free beer. It was a good day. We got free beer at Anchor. Right. We had to hang out there. Yeah. Uh, then we went and got free food. Right. Uh, I feel like I'm in college again. This is it was great. <laughs> well, you had to drive, so I was the driver. You believe yeah. that, uh, Doc? I was the designated driver. Uh, that doesn't <laughs> Since when does the boss have to be the designated driver? You Terrible. designated yourself. Yeah, you yeah. were what like, is, I'll drive. What is going on around well, here? When, when was that decided? Uh, before you left? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, definitely before I tasted some of that great beer. Yeah. I did have one. Do you guys like sour beer? Are you sour beer fans at I'm all? okay with sour beer, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoy it, and I had I did have a temptation up there. I couldn't. It was too tempting. I oh, couldn't say I get no. it. Um, but I asked. Uh, we didn't get to ask Jack, because I figured Vinny had. You know, Vinny makes all those sour beers. I said, uh, do you think Jack likes sour beer? And Vinny said, oh, no, 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 no. At the brewery earlier today... He said, if you put a sour beer in my glass, I will pour it right down this drain. <laughs> and, That's uh, old school. Yeah. <laughs> it goes right down the drain. What I did think was kind of cool was uh, when Jim was given his you know speech, speechifying about, about Jack and New Album, he said that uh, all of the profits from the sale of the beer are going directly to Jack. Right. I don't know if you covered that or not. I, was I didn't. Room. That's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, Which I thought it was cool. They are donating the profits to Jack. Uh, Jack's been uh, out of the industry and, um, <clears throat> and for that matter, not reaping the benefits of a wonderful industry for years. And uh, it's a big chunk of change, too. I can't I can't say the number, but it's a big chunk of change. That's a national release. And it's nice to see that Jack's getting that, that yeah. cash. Getting a little well, cash in his pocket. fucking invented it, damn it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Hopefully he can get a hooker or something. All right, it looks like we've got a couple uh, callers on the line here. Are we ready to play uh, the retirement game? Yeah, we're ready. Are you ready for the theme song? <laughs> are, we have, are we ever? We have to have a theme song now that I got this stupid thing. <laughs> yeah, we're ready. I, you know who's ready? Bruce is ready for the theme song. All right, here we go. Why don't you do that while... Uh... Wow. That's right, it's the retirement game right here on the Brewing Network with Mark Carpenter, our first ever uh, retirement game. Uh, we're going to play. We're going to play again in 15 years when Bruce is ready to retire. So we're going to have to hear that song again for 15 Mike's, years. Mike will, yeah. be, Mike will be first. Yeah, Mike's first. Uh, all right, in 14 years we'll play it again. <laughs> Anything I need to know about these audio clips? Just to pause it after the question. Yeah, you got about a second. In between. About a second in between. A whole second. Right, let's get our contestants on the air, and then hey, I'll. Scott, your first second's free. No, nothing's free with him. Any other second, you got to pay for. Him. Get some callers on, and then I'll explain the rules. Uh, all right. It looks like we have uh, Else, Ellis uh, on line one. Ellis, is this you? No, he's on line two. I screwed that up. Ah, oh, Jesus. That's, that's I fixed it, though. Like, if you would read them in the order that I sent them, it makes shocking. sense. Well, Ellis sounds like Bevo. Bevo has one job. And I fuck it up every week. I know. Can you just work with me here? All right. It looks like Nicole's Vajun is on line one. Thank you. Uh-oh, Bevo. Hello, everybody. Get all aggro on this person. Hello, Nicole Svajun. Hello. Uh, are you ready to play the retirement game? It's retirement game. Absolutely. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, actually, let me let me do my other caller here, too, and we'll get everybody on the line at once. Uh, this one is Ellis. Hey, Ellis. How you doing, buddy? 
What's up, guys? Doing all right. Uh, okay, so here's how the retirement game works. We've asked uh, Mark nine questions uh, about what he's doing with his time now that he's in retirement. And um, you guys are going to have to guess the answers. If you guess the answers right, we'll give you a point. I'm going to give each of you one lifeline. Um, your lifeline is either Bruce or Mike. So if you're stumped on an answer, you're going to get one chance to ask his co-workers who have worked with him for uh, several decades. Uh, so hopefully they know a little bit about the man. Is all that clear? Which one is Lou Ferrigno? Lou Ferrigno is Bruce. <laughs> Bruce Ferrigno, as the, he will now be known. And I can't hear anything. And, uh, oh, and he can't well, hear you. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're deaf today. Uh, you might need to put your headphones on to hear the questions, yeah. Um, Okay, so what we're what we'll do is I will play the the question. Moscow did a brief interview with Mark at the brewery. I'll play the question, and then we'll hold off on on Mark actually giving the answer, and um, and we'll see if you guys can get it right. Does that all sound clear enough? Some of them will be multiple choice. Although I'm realizing we didn't do much preparation for that, so I'm just going to make shit up as we go. I think to get the multiple choice part, uh, I'll, I'll decide on the fly which ones are too difficult to answer straight, and then I'll make up multiple choice. Does that sound good enough? That sounds good. I mean, that's how we roll. It, it, who's surprised about that? Really, the Brewing Network's not prepared. Uh, okay, here we go. Let's uh, let's get our first question done here. No. Oh. I'm already screwing it up. Retirement game. The retirement game. Apparently the chat thinks that song was bullshit. It was great. I thought it was awesome. But, I'm going to have to agree with the chat. I think you did a good job. Yeah, well, I, th- I, th- I think it could be polished a little bit more. But Maybe a little, but it's, you know, for the first one out. <laughs> Just a little bit JT polished. should have to auto-tune everything he says the rest of the night. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, don't say that because it could get <laughs> ugly fast. I think it was a nice job. I, I thought it had a nice beat. It did. Uh, you could dance to it. You could, but you uh, wouldn't. No, <laughs> no, you. Sam might. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. Here's the first question. You woke up at quarter to five when you were working. What time do you wake up now? All right. So on his days that he's not at work, what time does Mark wake up? This is not multiple choice. Nicole's Vajun, go ahead. Uh, eight thirty. Right, going with 8.30. Ellis wakes up at quarter to five when he's working. Now that he's retired half the time, what time does he wake up? I'd say about five to five. <laughs> he sleeps in for an extra <laughs> ten minutes. I think so. All right. Both good guesses. Let's find. See, I would have I would have gone with the man sleeps all day now. He's been waking up early his whole life. Let him uh, sleep in until noon. Maury doesn't start until one o'clock. Hey, coming from well, another old guy. That. Yeah. Come from another old guy, you don't sleep in. It sticks with you, you early. If you 6.30 comes up, man, you slept in. Wow. Justin's projecting. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's find out. The answer is? Seven. He sleeps in a whole two hours. 7 a.m. Both we, of you are wrong. Are we asking Bruce these questions? Uh, Bruce, did you know the answer to that? You didn't. No, I didn't. I should no, do that. No. After we get their answers, we'll get the crew's answers. You're right. Thank you, JP. What would you have guessed, Bruce? <clears throat> um... Quarter to six. <laughs> right. <clears throat> 502. You can lie at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Sleep- seven. <laughs> yeah. Sleeping in may be a, a, a bad description because at my age, you're, you're up all night. <laughs> Back to sleep, up and down, up and down. But I don't get out of bed till seven when I'm home. Got but it. Do you sleep? He leaves the clubs at 3.30. <laughs> <laughs> do you set the alarm? 
No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Here's the next one. Uh, one thing that uh, Mark does now that he's uh, semi-retired is walk. So here's the question. How many miles a day are you walking in your retirement? All right. How many miles do you think old Mark walks? And by old, I mean old Mark, you know. How old are you? Are we allowed to know 69. that? 69. Oh, he's not even yeah, that old. Yeah, I don't know. 69. <laughs> I guarantee you that this man can walk farther than I can. Well, yeah. Well, he's a professional. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll go with Ellis this time. Um, and don't forget, you each have a lifeline, but you got nine questions to get through. Um, I'm going to make this one multiple choice. Does he walk two miles? Four miles, eight miles, or ten miles? Ellis. Uh, four miles. I'll go with four. All right. Nicole's Vajun, two, four, eight, or ten? I guess four. Both of them going with four. Bruce, how many miles do you think he walks? Point two. <laughs> he makes it from the front door down to the car. I was thinking bed... <laughs> bathroom, <laughs> refrigerator, TV. Right. And back again. <laughs> well, it sounds like all night that bed to bathroom bed, walk bathroom, adds bed, up right. back there. Amen. Uh, Mike, you have a guess there how many miles you think he walks? Oh, you were in the room, too. You might uh, already know. Don't tell him that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he walks four miles a day. Oh! Yeah. That's a tie game. Point for each of them. AJ, I hate to interrupt the game, but yeah. uh, the feed from JTV is not picking up the audio from the game. I don't know if that's something we can fix now. Um, on your end there. I mean, it, so. it, they can hear everything else going on. They just literally can't hear the recorded audio. Oh. So I don't know if it's something you can fix now. But, no, uh, I can't. Uh, I can't fix that now. So if you can repeat them. if you can repeat I can do that. All right. Uh, <clears throat> this one, I'm going to skip question three. So it's now an eight-question game. Uh, question three is too open-ended. There's no way they're going to get that right. Tell us anyway. Uh, what um, color is Mark's favorite on a Thursday? <laughs> it's like that. It's beige. It's, it's what's the biggest. Magenta. It's what's the biggest surprise about retirement. I mean, it could be anything. Uh, it could be the size of Oprah. No, it's, it's that he thought he would have so much more time, but he's now more busy than he ever was. Right. It could, see, it could be it's so many things. I just don't think right. they have a chance of getting it. We'll leave it as a bonus question. If we have a tie, then well, that'll be our tiebreaker. You'll all have right. to come in and do something nearly impossible. Uh, all right. Here, here's the next question. What activity do you do most in your spare time? Okay. Activity you do most in your spare time. Like, that's not open-ended. I'm, I'll make this one multiple choice. I'll make this one multiple choice as well. Right. Is it golf? Chess, horseback riding, or bingo? Motherfucker. <laughs> and Nicole's version, we're going to go with you first. Is it golf, chess, horseback riding, or bingo? Or motherfucker. Nicole. Better be, it better be golf. All right, Nicole's version is going with golf. Ellis? He's demanding golf. Well, I don't want to steal his answer, so I'll say... Uh, what was it? Horseback riding. What was the other ones? Bingo. Uh, bingo. Chess. chess. Golf. Horseback riding. I'll go chess. Just for the hell of it. All right. Bruce, what does he do most in his spare time? I I know this one. Go ahead. Horseback riding. It's horseback riding. Here's uh here's the man himself. Yeah, he's a horse rider. Not only horse. Well, are we getting into the detail of that? 
Yeah. Hey, I thought you said bareback riding. I didn't hear. <laughs> That's too old for condoms. That's a different kind of connotation. What kind of horse riding do you do, Mark? Well, I, I do two types. I uh, do a lot of trail riding, but for six months of the year, I do team pinning, which is uh, two people on a team uh, separate one cow out of a herd of ten and move them down to a smaller pen and and uh, the fastest time wins. And we do it on Saturday nights, and you drink beer and chase cows. It wow. could be better. That sounds great. What is considered a fast time? 20 seconds is a good time. Holy, what? Beaver yeah. will get caught. <laughs> really picking a cow out of the crowd and corralling it, essentially, yeah. in 20 seconds? If you did, that, do not make that's a, that's, again. That's a good time. That's a good time. Very often we don't hit it. You know, it's uh, the cow may not do what you want. But, right. uh, but that would be a good time, yeah. Do you lasso well, things? Not, no, I don't. I don't lasso. You don't. Uh, do you know how to lasso? You know, I've tried to learn, and yeah, I can do it a little bit, but uh, no, I've never been a roper. Although, okay. I find that fascinating, especially the healer. Uh, What's the healer? The guy who throws the rope to get the two hind the, the feet. two back legs. Oh. Because, uh, I mean, it, you have to lay it on the ground, anticipate where their feet's going to be. I just think. Oh, I see. Uh, I've always found that really fascinating. Okay. But I love pinning, and it involves a lot of beer. So <laughs> That's a good. So there's no, uh, you don't get a DUI on your horse. It's no. inside that ring. Exactly. It's fine. You could be over the limit. I thought he said teen pinning. <laughs> teen pinning. <that's, laughs> well, that was that's, in his that's, younger. That's my yeah. other hobby. <laughs> it involves a lot of beer too. Right. Yeah. Uh. That's my other hobby. <laughs> yeah, way to ruin the next question. And he's sixty-nine years old. Right. Uh. Is, the jokes write themselves. All right. It's a tie game. Nobody scored on that last one. Let's go on to the next question. Here we go. Except for Mark. What body part has been replaced in the last year? Uh, an entire body part has been replaced on the poor man within the last year. This is not multiple choice. Ellis, which body part do you think he's had replaced? I'll go hip. Going with the old hip. <laughs> he's, he's, he's falling and he can't get up. Uh, all right, Nicole's Bajun, what do you think? I'm thinking knee. The knee. All right. Mike? You know the answer to this. Bruce, you must know too, right? No. Liver? <laughs> <laughs> knee. All right, let's play it. Or knee. My knee, my left knee. That's right. He's had his left knee uh, replaced. It's uh, changed my life. Uh, has it? <laughs> yeah, man, it's good. I'll tell you what. I'm, for, first of all, let me start by telling you that I'm a mess. After the anchor tour and walking up and down the stairs, my knee hurt for two days. Yeah. So I can understand. I don't know what Are happened. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. You're insane. My knee was sna- cracking and hurting you for two are days. Geriatric. <laughs> Just so you guys know, uh, Justin's 26. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's a point uh, for Nicole's Bajun. That's uh, two to one. Uh, close. All right. Let's go to the next question. Here we go. What is the total number of animals you own? Of all types. Gotta, I have to remember the answer myself. I'm going to show you a number, and you have to tell me if that's right. Okay, so I'll do this multiple choice. What are what? How many? What was the question again? How many animals do you own? How many animals does right. he own? So this includes if, if they're, they're house pets or farm animal, any animals that the man owns, excluding humans. Right. Uh, right. And he doesn't sell many <laughs> humans. Wait for the die. Okay. Are you ready? 
Is it 5, 10, 30, or 50? 5, 10, 30, or 50? Ellis, we're going to start with you this time. How many animals do you think he owns? About 30. All right. It's five animals. Nicole's Bajun, what do you think? Chickens and fish count? Yeah, animals. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go on the upper end, too, then. So, 5, 10, 30, or 50? <laughs> you know, the upper end. Uh, that's a lot of fish. Probably 30. All right, you're both going with 30. Let's find out the answer. Bruce, do you know the answer to this one? You don't don't you don't say fish? it if you know it. Don't say it. But if you do, you think you know it? I think I do. Okay. No, you All right. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Whisper it to Mike so you can't cheat, and then I'll play the answer. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> so he almost went with 49 he came back he said no i forgot the pig it's 50 neither of you got a point mike did bruce know it yes he did he got the 50 <laughs> all right so what what animals are they uh, d- uh dogs cats chickens chickens are the big number chicken uh no fish yeah fish actually there are fish yeah yeah well, you, didn't the, you didn't I count know, the fish. Didn't. It's more than 50. We're talking like 70 with the yeah. fish. Oh, we you ex- didn't count the fish? We excluded fish. It's 50 without the fish. That's true. 50 oh, plus no. fish. Right. And a pig. Don't forget the pig. And no. the pig. Do you eat any of these animals that you own? No. We, no uh, my wife has a, a, a little egg business that she has a lot of fun with, but... Um, I've always named my property uh, Useless then. Acres because uh, <laughs> animals animals come there to retire. <laughs> yeah, once, once you name them, you can't eat them. Right. No, no. And she would never cook a chicken. So all these chickens, when they get beyond Lane's uh, age, they just retire there and stick around. Yeah, I see. Them. Okay. And they get bitchy, too. Like, like any old hen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got uh, three questions left in the game here. Here we go. Here's your next one. Uh, both of you still have a lifeline. How many taps are on your home bar? All right. How many taps How many are on taps? your home bar? Yeah, so the man who's been brewing at Anchor for, for this long, I'll do multiple choice. Does he have zero taps, two beers on tap, six taps, or ten beers on tap? The brewmaster for Anchor. Uh, we'll go with uh, Nicole's Bajun this time first. Zero, two, six, or ten? I'd like to go with uh, Ferrigno on this one. Ah, using a lifeline. Lifeline, uh, you're right. Bruce Ferrigno is in. Uh, don't don't give your answer yet uh, because we need to, uh, in case we can't have Ellis stealing. Uh, so we'll we'll move on to Ellis and see if he wants to answer or use his lifeline. Ellis? Well, I'll have to use my lifeline, I guess. Okay. Use me, I was there. <clears throat> so, <laughs> do you want to use Mike, Ellis? Sure. I would do that if I were you. Okay. Um, each one of their answers will stand as your final answer. Bruce, how many beers does he have on tap? So, white Zinfandel in a box doesn't count? <laughs> no, that does not. <laughs> He's got well, box wine, though, does he? Zero. <laughs> that's a tap. Yeah, that's true. But it's not beer on tap. All right, Bruce says zero, and Mike, your answer? Zero. All right, let's find out. Zero. 
That's right. Zero taps at home. That's a point for each of you. Why no beer on tap? Uh, we've just never uh, given the employees draft beer. It just uh, usually turns into a, a nightmare later on because it's too foamy or something. So we have bottles, and I like having the bottles at home, and that's fine. Okay. All right. I thought that was a great question until I heard the answer zero. I go, oh, that that threw a monkey wrench. The trick, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two, four, yeah, it could be anything, but when you say zero, ooh. All right. Both of you have used your lifeline. Um, you have two questions left, and Nicole's Bajun is in the lead by one point. Here's your next question. Who wants you to continue working more, your wife or your friends? All right. So who wants him to stay at Anchor more? Is it his wife or his friends? Uh, we'll go with Nicole's version this time. I think it's Ellis's turn first, friend. All right, fine. Ellis, <laughs> go ahead. Wow, fair play all around. <laughs> so, can uh, we get the, the anthem again? You're going to go with the wife wants him to work more. Yeah. All right. See, he's listened to you for about an hour and thinks his wife doesn't want you around very often, Mark. How's that work? Well, she married you for better, for worse, but not for lunch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Nicole Svajun, what do you say? Friends or wife? Other than wife. Sorry? Friends. Friends? uh, Oh, his friends or his wife? Wanted more around. What? What? I think it's the friends one to keep working. Okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You all right, JP? All right, let's find out the answer. Who wants him to work more? My friends. His friends. Of course, it's the beer, the, the right? Free beer. Right. My wife doesn't drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she doesn't at all? She does right, from okay. time to that, time. That's the box but of But not Zinfandel. like my friends. Ah, right. I think he says that's his wife's box of Zinfandel <laughs> when Bruce comes over. But Bruce knows whose Zinfandel that is. <laughs> it's just so easy with that little tapper. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's uh, another point for Nicole's Vajun. There's only one question left, which means, and we'll do the last question anyway, but it does mean that Nicole's Vajun is our winner. Yeah. All right. We'll have you both play the last round anyway, just for fun. Um, where is my my favorite question of all of them? Isn't even in here, Moscow. What is? Well, I'll do which one. I'll do. Let's do this one anyway, um, and then I'll tell you which one my favorite one is. You started brewing at Anchor in what year? In what year did Mark start? Nicole, we're going with you on this one. Nicole's Vajun. Uh, 1982. With 82. And Ellis? The 86. Wow. Uh, do you both know the answer to this, Bruce and Mike? Yeah. Let's, let's hear it from uh, Mark first. 71. Wow. They were both more than 10 years off. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. 71. Because these guys, uh, there was no life before 1980s. <laughs> right. It did not exist. It did not exist. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you. I'm going to get, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'll just ask the question since it's not here. And it's not going to be multiple choice. I'm going, if, if Ellis gets this one right. I will let him be the winner. Oh, my God. I will take away all of Nicole's points, Nicole's Bajun's <laughs> points, and give them all to Ellis if he can answer this one question. Now, I will give Nicole's Bajun the chance to counter so he can, so he can win it back. Uh, we've already talked about horseback riding. What other hobby does Mark Carpenter like to do the most? 
That question, that, that, yeah. that, that, that is in there, by Daily. the way. You, you skipped it earlier in the game. Oh, I see. That's the one. Uh, Got it. Walking. All right. Ellis says walking. Walking. <laughs> Mark, what other activity do you do? A skydive. The man's a skydiver. Oh, my God. See, that's why I was going to give all the points to Ellis, because who the hell would guess that? Right. That guy's knee doesn't even work. Oh, it's new. It works oh, it now. works now. Yeah. I see. Do you skydive wild horse riding? <laughs> I haven't done that yet. That's what I wanted to know. Now, did you just pick this up since you've retired? or? No, no, no. I started oh. with that when I was uh, 19 years old and uh, 62. Okay. Got it. Pull up your email, JF, forward to do a picture of Mark Skydive. Oh, I did. Yeah, I saw that. You're in, like, formation. Yeah, correct. So back, back in the That's... biplane days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that the first thing you jumped out of? Was but, it a Zeppelin? Yeah, I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> hot air balloon. I, some French guy had this hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> the golden age of ballooning. Yeah. <laughs> right. Him and the Red Baron are pals. Yeah. <laughs> it was either Orville or Wilbur that took yeah. him up. Mark's like, I know, I met these guys, the the Wright brothers, and they took yeah. me up. As, they were right. One, <laughs> one of them was pedaling feverishly and the thing lifted right oh, up. Oh, yeah. poor Mark. See, I didn't know, I didn't warn you about this. Yeah. We'd really abuse you at well, the That's the fine. We're, we're ageist. <laughs> but you've been, so you've been doing this since you were nineteen. Correct. Correct. Wow. And and uh, there's been gaps in where I haven't done it on a uh, regular, not for a couple of years, but um, uh, first 10 years of skydiving, I did it a lot, and then I had raised a family, and I'd only do it if, from time to time with friends. And uh, in the last 12 years, I, I'm back at it, uh, doing it every other weekend. Every other weekend? Yep, we try to do it. Uh, do your chances of dying, jumping out of a plane, increase the more often you do it? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's no. probably the same every time. But uh, the sport today is so much different than uh, when I was young. It's unbelievable. I mean, we used to have to sit in a plane for an hour hour to get to altitude. Now you, we have one plane that I jump out of. You're up there in 10 minutes. You wow, know? And, yeah. And uh, so... And the equipment is so much better. You can actually fly these things. We used to jump with parachutes that you had very little control over, you know, and and, and now you can have lots of control and, and great gear and great airplanes. It, it really is a lot of fun. Okay. Any uh, any near misses? Any harrowing experiences? Any brown underwear? <laughs> the, uh, uh, the only one of any note is uh, very early on, uh, I was following a couple guys out of the airplane and... My leg got caught under the seat of the airplane, and I was hanging out of the airplane by by my leg. Oh. H- hence, hence your bad knee. Wow. Actually, see, this is the interesting part. That's actually my good knee. Uh. Uh, but uh, and there was <laughs> one guy left in the plane. He helped me back in. But uh, uh, that knee kept me out of uh, the Army uh, they, when they Yay. drafted me oh. and kept me out of right. Vietnam. And so that knee may have saved my life. Right. Wow. Well, it certainly helped uh, us drink great beer, didn't it? Because had, you, you, it <laughs> could have been a wholly, a wholly different career. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, if you weren't here. Well, when would we offer to take J.P. skydiving? <laughs> Will you take J.P. skydiving? Sure, listeners no don't problem. like him very much. No, I don't want to go skydiving. There's no way. <laughs> no, you can't do it? No. Are you kidding me? It's insane. He it's, can't it's, even go to the airport. <laughs> yeah. That's an activity for an insane person. No offense, Mark, but what? you have to be right. nuts. How many jumps have you done? Uh, I don't know. Uh, somewhere around 2,000. Oh, really? Wow. No. I don't That's do anything 2,000 times. Wow. Now, I think you do. And uh, have you ever had to use the backup chute? 
You know, it, it it's very uncommon, but I never have. Okay. Uh, but for the amount of jumps I have, you should probably have used it once or something. But okay. But no, I've I've never had. Yeah. See, under two thousand, you should use your backup shoot once. No. Right. No, that's not for me. <laughs> cra- cra- crazy. Yeah. Now, so I've done it once, I, and I've told this story on the air. It was really a, an amazing experience. But for me, there is the moment where you know whether or not you're going to live or die. Right? Or it's about to happen. And it's right. the moment where I did. I had to do it tandem because yes. I'm lazy. And so I strapped to this dude, and there's the moment where, where I know he's about to pull because he taps you on the shoulder, ah, okay. and he tells you he's going to pull the cord. And for me, at that moment, and I'm, I was very, very conscious of it, this is the moment I get to learn whether I live or die. If I feel a strong tug and this whole situation slows down, I get to live. If I don't, I'm fucked. It's a teaching moment. <laughs> and it was terrifying. Yeah. In a fun way, yep, it was yep. a terrifying moment. Yep. I mean, you are sort of messing with your life, don't you think? Uh, well, yes, I, I guess so. But uh, it, it, it's just a fun hobby. And you're absolutely right. When I uh, when our jump's over and I throw out my pilot shoot, I'm always waiting. I want to feel that tug. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you want to feel it pretty quickly. That's what I mean. You can kid yourself and maybe tell your wife, no, no, no. Not a, but it has to go through your mind for a second. Oh, sure. Every time. Yeah. 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 Uh, but when you left the plane, um, if you were nervous going up in the plane, as soon as you go out the door... Uh, you're, I'm sure you were just completely calm. I mean, because you're... are you insane? I was screaming <laughs> like a 13 year old girl. I, uh, it was intense. It was very. I don't. That's a terrible descriptor, but I don't have another word. It was so intense, and I literally just I jumped out and went, ah! you know, for however many seconds. Yeah. Um, I, no, I was not calm at all. <laughs> I I wouldn't say I was fearful. I was not afraid. Yeah, yeah. It was exhilarating, yeah, yeah. and it was very intense. But it was anything but calm. Like a roller coaster. What, you're calm. What are you reading a book when you jump out of the plane? You're calm. <laughs> I, oh, absolutely. Because wow. I mean, you're out there, and you're the fun of it is the falling part. You yeah, know, the free fall where you can actually move around. You can go forward, backwards, sideways. Um, and uh, these days, there's all kinds of different disciplines for skydiving. There's head down and wingsuit and all that. Yeah, uh, I do what we call relative work or formation skydiving. Um, because uh, you know I'm an old dog. I'm not going to learn the new tricks. And uh, fortunately, there's enough old guys around that uh, we still do this uh, skydiving where we'll go out as a group and then get together and then change formation. Okay. Do you know anybody who's ever died skydiving? No. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> see, it, it happens. It, it it happens, but it uh, um, it that can happen to anyone, you know, at any time. Driving in a car, they, you know, he's old. He probably has friends that die every day. <laughs> well, that, that's a very good point. You, you get you get to my age, and it's it's a sad situation that you're right. That if you don't go, your friends are going to. Yeah, and, but and, why? At least you're right. going to do, doing something. Fun. Have you ever thought of base jumping? Uh, no, I, base jumping it hasn't really interested me. Because um, you're sane. <laughs> no, is that, is that, that it's a, it's because a, you don't get the free fall. Although it, I know some young kids who base jump, and I've seen videos of the base jumping, and yeah, it could be really exciting. It'd be a real adrenaline rush, but no, nah, it's not something I'm, I, you, I like. The free fall. 
It's that knee. You can't get the momentum yeah. going off the building. You know, I would like to know if there's any other brewers out there that skydive because, uh, you know, there's all these records that go on for the number of people to get together in a formation, which is a huge number. But then they'll have records for the number of people over 40 and the number of people over 70 or 80 or 60. Okay. Um, How about the pe- know, people drinking an anchor steam as they're going down? Ah, right. But if we could get a group of brewers out there, we could set a record real easily. Number you know? of brewers? <laughs> yeah. Two. Two. Yeah, two. <laughs> One. Yeah. 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 You probably already hold the record. <laughs> I don't see Bruce or Mike volunteering real fast. Bruce, Mike, do you guys ever jumped out of a plane? Hell no. No. <laughs> I've jumped off the tarmac and run to the terminal, for, but that's just because you that's flew it. to Burbank. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, any brewers out there, uh, contact uh, Mark Carpenter. He needs some other brewers. Uh, what's the question, caller? Did I, did I hear a question about a jump? Oh, no, I just said Bruce turns green and just jumps. He doesn't have to jump out of the air. Right. All right, All right. Uh, guys, uh, Nicole uh, Nicole's Rajun was our winner. Here's what. Uh, you're going to get the grand prize, which is actually uh, we're going to give you an Anchor Steam prize pack, which will be a T-shirt wow. and a hat. and But also... Um, if you're ever in the San Francisco area, they're going to give you five spots on the tour. So you don't have to oh, really? do the waiting list. You don't have to do anything. Uh, we'll, we'll have your name logged at the brewery. All you have to do is call up and say uh, your name, and you'll have five spots for you and your buddies on an anchor tour. You don't have to wait in line um, or call in early. And, Ellis, we're going to give you a prize pack as well uh, just for playing. So uh, everybody email your addresses to jp at thebrewingnetwork.com, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com, and we'll get you your prizes. What is Thank this? you for playing with us. Since when do we do uh, participation trophies? <coughs> get out of here with then. that. Come on. Nah, they brought extra swag. we got to give it away. And, uh, yeah, it's that medal for showing up. Yeah. Um, hey, just because it's funny, Justin, do you remember the le- we played a game when you went skydiving? What is the last thing Justin is going to scream on his way down when the chute doesn't open? Do you remember what it was? Uh, I don't remember. I, be- I, I we- do. I wish I worked at Anchor Steam. Let's. I don't think that was one of the contestants. Bevo, what was it? I'm sure it was. I think it was something like I never got to touch Bevo's boobs. Yeah. I never oh, saw. Bevo's I never yeah, got yeah. to see Bevo's yeah. boobs. Yeah. A close. A close runner-up was. Uh, don't let JP run the Brewing Network. <laughs> <laughs> right. Was that our Twitter game that day? I think or so. Something? Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's fun stuff. And uh, well, congratulations on partial retirement. It's been great. I've had a great career and still having it, so sure. life is good for me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. The, be- <laughs> the best of both worlds. You still get to hang out at the brewery, and you get a little time to yourself. Exactly. Wasn't there a question about him? What, what did he believe he'd not see in retirement? The question that I skipped was... Um, not oh, what was the, what's the biggest, oh, the biggest surprise about retirement? I, th- I think the answer was, there was two things. that uh, uh, Just how quickly the day goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, 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 that was really a shock. And the uh, the second thing, uh, almost as much as just this responsibility lifted off my shoulders. This has been fabulous, you know. Because if I'm not at the brewery, I can't be responsible on a day to day basis, you know. And so these sure. guys have to pick up the slack. So that's been really nice. So what you've given up in stress, Mike has picked up. Exactly. Is what you're saying. Yeah. No, it's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but a lot, you know. Now you say that that you. That you get to to worry less, but a lot of people, even though you can't control it, still sit at home and worrying uh, and worry. You're not doing that. Well, of course you do it a little bit, but you know you just you can't. You just yeah. It's, it's like when your kids finally leave home. You know the the, the you throw a party. You throw a party. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, you, uh, you know, if they're living at home, you worry, why, where are they at night and whatnot. Once they're out of the house, you can't worry about that anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah. Mike says that him and Bruce are the kids. <laughs> right. You guys now have the keys to the brewery, and uh, it's getting ugly over oh, there. You're going to have all your no friends party, over. No parties, Mike. We won't. Hey, they're, they're too old to be left home alone. A uh, couple questions I said I'd get to our uh, chat room questions. Bruce, this one's for you. Um, are you using runoff stills or fractioning stills? Do we know? Do we know the answer to that? We, Doc, do you I, know what the difference of those are? I think we talked are? a little bit about it. Right? Yeah, um, fractioning. I, I don't know exactly continuous. what they mean by fractioning. Uh, okay. Continuous. If they, well, continuous is no. They're not doing that. Yeah, they basically have pot stills. Yeah, we have pot stills. Uh, but but do you have a fractionating column on one so you can? We do have the yeah. column with bubble plates yeah, where you yeah, could that, control that, that, that's, the, a, that's a fractionated Yeah, we, we can control the, in our one still the amount of, of reflux. Okay. And, so and, and the other one is just whatever the, comes the over and you do in temperature. The, yes, the two, exactly. the two whiskey stills are, are traditional whiskey stills. So if you look inside the, the head of the still, it's it's hollow. So it's, it's influenced okay. by the shape of the still, and um, there, there's really no manipulation of it after that. Okay. Got it. Um, we did how many jumps? He said over 2,000. Uh, I'm still wow about that one. Oh, here's another distilling question. Um, have you ever tried to use 5 or 10-gallon barrels in order to move the whiskey faster, I guess, for the aging process? We experimented. Um, we have experimented with smaller barrels, not that small. Okay. And... Um, What's the theory there that the more surface more area, more surface area, so you're getting more oaky, um, faster, more extraction of of wood flavor. Okay, um, we we tried smaller barrels and um, didn't really like them, and we use um, kind of the the traditional size for the American whiskey industry, which is fifty three gallon barrels. Okay, yeah. if if I could add something to that. Uh, uh, we use uh, our barrels are made for us to our specifications. Bruce has attended uh, uh, almost every production. I think he's only missed one, but we've always had someone from the brewery at every production of our barrels uh, and watching him to make sure they're charred to the certain amount we want or toasted to the certain amount because we do such small batches that if one barrel were out of spec, uh, it could really change that batch. Uh, so we really have a hands-on approach. I mean, that's a whole other topic that uh, you may want to talk to Bruce about someday, just yeah. watching these things when they actually burst in the flame and the sh- flames shoot up like 20 feet. I mean, it's wow. really something. But, oh, but we're, the, we're not just buying barrels. We're there watching those barrels being made. What, what cooperage do you use? Is it local? It, it's like Napa-ish? Uh, we, I, we're not talking about that these days, are we, Bruce? Are we 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 don't say the the actual cooperage, but it's it's not local. It's not local. Oh, okay. It is a, it is American oak, um, and uh, uh, it, it's. Uh, uh, you have to jump out of a plane to get there. Yeah, exactly. It's a very secret location. There's no roads, and, and everybody's got the same last name. <laughs> right. Well, and we, it's not the same um, line that most charred barrels are charred on. No, our barrels are made on a good point, Mike. Our barrels are made on a traditional wine line where they're actually toasting the barrels over a wood fire. 
the the mass produced charred barrel for the for the bourbon makers is just uh, steamed wood bent to shape and then a propane flame actually charring it. Okay. Uh, by heating it slowly over a wood fire and then letting it burst into flame on its own. Um, it makes quite a difference in the outcome of the barrel. Okay. Well, I would think in a smaller barrel, you get more one-dimensional flavors. I mean, you get more flavor in a short amount of time, right? But just because you have more surface area... It's not uh, the same. It's not the same because you want that product to leak in and get the deeper levels of the of the char, right? I don't know how it is with whiskey, but I would imagine for beer, it's the same thing. If you do a... If it's like chips versus oak cubes. Right. Yeah. Different complexity. That makes sense. There's probably some chemical changes that happen over time too. Well, it's not just because if you have a cube, you have more more layers of that of that char, yeah. right? So the 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 booze or the beer or whatever will leak, will get in deeper into the wood and get the varying flavors right. versus that one level of char. So you're saying cougar over teenager? Yes. I would never say that. But that's what he meant. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're describing it. Yeah. Here's another distilling question. Um, Someone who says, I've always wondered, if you distill a hoppy beer, like a double IPA, is the hot flavor intensified um, in the distillation? Does it become overly bitter? What happens then? Yeah, we haven't, we haven't really you haven't done it. distilled beer, but... Well, you guys are so afraid of. I have this feeling that this nice guy Mark we know that behind closed doors he's like he's like a dragon. No, no, he's like a stopper. <laughs> <laughs> he's no, got that it, black uniform. Just, you know, there's so many projects that we've done that we haven't really wanted to talk about. Sure, but, I understand. But in uh, 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 this, the one I'm referencing, I I think there's enough people doing it now that you uh, you could uh, give your impression. Yes. It, yeah. it, it intensifies. There, well, you know that that's the, that's the thing with um, with distilling is it's intensifying of all flavors, and and that's okay. one thing that you have to be conscious of is that you know something that in balance in a beer, if you distill it, you can you know you could really you know intensify it to like an unpleasant level. Got it. So, um, you know, one thing that that I think is if you if you do distill beer. Like the dark malt, you know, it's pretty easy to make that, you know. Yeah, intensify um, that over the top. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. Good answer. And and Mark won't kill you. I'm going with him. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Um, make sure I don't miss anything here. Um, I guess the another question that came through. It sounds like it's a long question, but it sounds like what he's really getting at is: Has Anchor made beers in the past that aren't being made anymore? And do you miss any of those? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Uh, and Mike and and, uh, and Bruce. Spruce beer. Oh, there you go. Mike, you're oh, talking spruce? about the spruce beer. Not Bruce beer, but spruce beer? Bruce beer. Uh, where you used, what, spruce tips or whatever they are? We, we did. Uh, it was for a special event. And Mike hated it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't miss this one. No. Okay. <laughs> we only made it once. It was a one. Okay. It was a one-time thing, and I think it was for the um, GABF. The tenth, oh, no, no, the tenth anniversary or the fifteenth anniversary of the Great American Beer Festival. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And and um, and I always remember Fritz at the time said, if we're only going to do it once, it should. If we're going to err on the amount of spruce, it should have. Too much rather than too little. Exactly. Yeah. A, a great intention. <laughs> okay. If you liked Red Cena, you would like this beer. <laughs> if spruce tips were hugs, they would turn into an orgy. If <laughs> right. 
what, what was funny out. though it, it, it was surprisingly i was at jbf that year and i think it ran about 50 50 people loving it or hating it there seemed to be no middle ground really yeah that makes sense actually uh, okay, so nothing else on that list. Of, well, they, uh, uh, I did say the only beer we made was Anchor Steam Beer, which was true, but we actually made uh, uh, a steam beer and a dark steam beer. Ah. And the dark steam beer was made by adding caramel color to the steam beer. Uh, and it was only sold on draft. It was a product that Fritz inherited when he bought the brewery. It was not his style at all. Um, a, our porter was created so we could have a real dark beer made with grains and whatnot. Okay. But the caramel, the, the, the beer with the caramel coloring was sold at a few bars and it was always kind of a funny thing that every once in a while this one bar in particular would call and say the, the beer wasn't dark enough. Right. And, uh, so we had these old Golden Gate kegs where you'd fill through a bunghole and so, all we did was say, okay, we'll, we'll give you more dark beer, and you just pour in more caramel coloring. It was, it was just kind of a silly thing. No flavor difference. No, just... no. Actually, you could get enough caramel coloring in there that might uh, it would change it slightly, but uh, uh, no, not a lot. How long did that beer last in, uh, that was, for you guys? It, well, 1973, 70, yeah, 72 or three, 73 was the porter was created. Okay. And uh, so that's when we got rid of the dark beer. What kind of car were you driving in 1973, and was it larger than this room? A Gremlin. <laughs> it, it, you know, that's interesting, because uh, in 73, I was recently married and uh, trying to buy a... Ah. It, it was, I think it was a little Toyota wagon, a little oh. red Toyota wagon. Look at you, you pioneer. <laughs> you, you went with those newfangled Toyotas uh, back then. It wasn't a Pinto? And that, yeah, that was a good car. And I did have a Pinto. Yeah, I thought you might have, have a Pinto. <laughs> yeah, but it, in the 70s, isn't that a sin to not buy an American car? Uh, the big I, boat no. with a truck no. and a house into? Yeah, it was San Francisco. You oh, could be, okay, you were okay right. with that. You're fine. The Pinto I had, I wound up... Uh, Cutting the top off. It was a Pinto wagon. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, it's probably a Pinto wagon. It was yellow. You know, it was actually kind of a red color. I never would have accused Mark Carpenter of being white trash until this moment. He, <laughs> he cut the roof off of a Pinto. It, it was a, quite an experience. I put a uh, chop saw blade on a weed whacker and had my... <laughs> wow! Yeah. had my daughter standing there with a the garden hose in case we caught fire. <laughs> Holy cow! I got you, Daddy. Don't well, hey, worry. You're a San Franciscan redneck. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Pinto. It was supposed to catch fire. Yeah, right. That was probably the least chance of it catching fire. Who did have a giant car in the 70s? Come on. One of you did. Doc did? What did you have? I had a, uh, uh, I a Chevy Impala four-door 69. Okay. Nice. That's a big one. It was huge. Bruce, you didn't have a giant car? You look like a giant car guy. When I started working at the brewery, I had a, a 69 um, LTD. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I had all my friends, we kind of glommed together with the big, ugly, white car club. <laughs> we we had a, a old Delta ADA. We had a wow. big, big, stage, big Ford station wagon with the, with the wood pan- siding. With the wood siding, the paneling on the side. We and the everything. backward seat in the back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. backward seat was the best. <laughs> I remember my uncle had it's that. It's the best. Yes, it's the best. You can see your death coming. <laughs> right. Okay, I think that covers the questions from our listeners. We've had these poor guys for a long time. We've abused Mark enough, I think. Yeah. Uh, for Oh, we, I don't think so. I didn't. We didn't tell him he was coming in for a roast. No. At, uh, well, now it's under Bruce and Mike. <laughs> I'm going to make fun of them a lot. Right, that's true. 
Uh, all right, guys, listen, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, before we break, could I just ask one thing? Oh, yeah. No. My, my wife is uh, loves to plan trips to weird places, and uh, she was tra- uh, planning a trip to Lithuania. And um, she gave me some material to read, and I was looking at it. I saw that in northern Lithuania, evidently there's a, a lot of farmhouse uh, brewers. Um, and if anybody out there uh, knows of any cities or any any of these little breweries, because when I look on the Internet, all I find is the big breweries. Uh, but yeah. If anybody has any information on these little Lithuanian breweries, uh, I would love to 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 get that information, and they could send it to my email, which is mcarpenter at anchor sf, as in San Francisco. Okay. dot com, and uh, I'd my, appreciate it. My friend loves a brewery out there, actually called Svitris. They make a pilsner that I've that I've had. I got informed. It was it's it's actually really amazing. It's SV. Yeah. Some Lithuanian. Send uh, the I'll be, info. I'll be more than yeah. happy to try it. Svitris. Hey, All right. So if, good. if anybody's been to you said northern Lithuania is that right? evidently yeah. it's in northern Lithuania. It's not that big a country really, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but evidently in northern <laughs> right. Lithuania. It's a longer name than a border. <laughs> hey, <laughs> make sure you bring a lot of cash because they don't take checks. And penic- oh, really. <laughs> and penicillin. Yeah, and it's too bad you need northern info because I know we have tons of listeners in eastern and southern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, is, this one's going to be tough. All right, if anybody has any info, that way uh, Mark can uh, have a better vacation. M. What Carpenter w- at anchorbrewing.com? Anchor SF. What's the deal with with the travel? You'll let your wife go to whatever weird place she wants. She comes up. Yeah, she comes up with these places. She loves to go places where. Uh, there are no tourists. <laughs> okay. What was the last place you went? Uh, we went to Wales. We spent, Richmond. Uh, two uh, two weeks in Wales, which is very windy and wet and cold, but That's... lots of friendly people and and good pubs. And okay, uh, yeah. so yeah. If the Brits don't even want to go there, it must be bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No tourists. All right, and so you get to do the beer side if you have to go to these weird places. Well, you have to stop every day for beer. I mean, that's, you know. <laughs> that's right. That's true. It's nourishment. Yeah. All right, and uh, are there any clues about what might be next in the Zymaster series? I could eke out of anybody. Uh, I don't think so. I think we have a lot of things in mind. We don't have the final recipe on any of them nailed down. There will be something new coming out in the spring. Okay. Um, Secret and, master. Yeah. And we're, it, and so they're, they're fun things for us, and we're still kind of nailing down a few recipes. Okay. Well, I'm excited about it. Every time you guys put out a new beer, you're doing good things. So uh, Why did Mark's wife come tonight? It's an IPA, right? To Martinez. Uh, oh, to yeah, uh, Martinez is an odd place. She could yeah. have explored. Uh, There's no listeners. Yeah, no, no, no listeners. If she's no in, tourists. If she's tourists? into towns that look like uh, the apocalypse has started, uh, Martinez is on the top of the list. She'll be here soon. Yeah. I'll let her know. <laughs> right. yeah. Get bit, did you? Because if you if you got bit, you can't come in. <laughs> it's, it's still a little busy for her. Yeah, right. you know, no tourists come here. Yeah, I'll let her know. She'll be here. <laughs> if she needs a bail bondsman, we got you. Or or an antique. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for coming into the show, and thank you also for uh, having us out at the brewery the other day. That was a real treat. We we left there pretty excited, uh, in case you didn't notice. We did jumping jacks all the way down the street. We arrived uh, there excited, too. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Uh, it was very gracious of you to take time out of your day, and of course, to come back on the show, drive all the way out here to lovely Martinez, so it was thanks. It a pleasure to have you. I don't see how you guys keep this interesting for so long. So, yeah. <laughs> we yeah, stopped uh, ten, four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. we just, we're just not quitters. That's very what's good. happened. Very good. Yeah, thank 
Thanks for coming in, guys. We appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break. You're, you're more than welcome yeah. to stay. Well, uh, Here's what we'll do. We'll take this break. When we come back, um, if anybody wants to call in for Drunk of the Week, we'll take Drunk of the Week phone calls. But we're uh, just going to wrap things up. A couple more things to cover, and uh, we'll get out of here. Special thanks to Anchor uh, Brewing. Go to anchorbrewing.com. They have a great new website. You can check out everything that we've talked about, all the different beers, and uh, go to the brewery. I, I highly recommend it. Hop it's the session. Vodka. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew Homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have mini clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Did you know the Brewing Network's very own Code Writing Fool's son, Ryan Wolf, has opened a beer mecca in Missouri? The Wolf Brow House of Beer has hundreds of beers from all over the world and is conveniently close to I-70 in St. Peter's. Free tastings, Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m., featuring special guests from local breweries. The best build-your-own six-pack around with every style represented. And kegged craft beer available for your kegerator, too. There's always something new at the Wolf Brow House of Beer beer new and hard to find beer every week no two visits are the same just like passing out at the rat pad hi this is ryan from wolf brow house of beer mention the brewing network when you stop in for some cool free stuff mention jp for a swift kick in the ass the wolf brow house of beer beer with personal service from a member of the bn army this is code visit my son's shop or i'll yank the fuck bn website down www.wolfbrow.com 
Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold, wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager, made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness, full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life all at beercandy.com hop drops and beer caramels satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy visit beercandy.com today Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Yes, sir. Thanks for sticking with us. Wrapping things up here. 888-401-BEER. 888-401-BEER. If you want to be uh, drunk of the week um, on the on the Anchor Show. It's a very prestigious show to, Skype up. to win Drunk of the Week. Can we have Anchor here no. at least once a month? Oh, Bevo just cut you off. She I know. Shit. I'm sorry. We should have them here once a month, shouldn't yeah. we? He doesn't mean them. He means their beer. Can we have <laughs> Anchor here once a month? I have to tell you, I no, love no, no. this stout. Yes. I am all about this stout. You're not a stout guy. Yeah. I think it's amazing. The stout is amazing. And you have to face the other way from the microphone so that we only hear it. Like, 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 turn your head. Yeah, like that. Oh. There we go. Oh, yeah. We're going to write a song for your stout right now, Mark. Your marketing department can have this. This one's a freebie. You know, Andy Wood needs that machine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Somebody's stout is in my booth. Uh, oh really? That's probably mine. That sounds dirty. It sounds, it sounds like a. It has its own music. That thing. My stout is in my booth. Someone stout is up in my shit. Yeah. Skype is now up, uh, Bevo. 888-401-BEER if you want to call in uh, for Drunk of the Week. We just got a couple of things to get to, and then we're out of here. Super One Skype. Is a reminder that our Winter Brews Festival is January 26th. Uh, we've got a lot of great breweries that are going to be there. It's in Toto Santos Plaza in Concord, California, our new home. Uh, you realize this is the first time that our Winter Fest has been held in the same place twice. We, yeah. keep, we keep getting kicked out of places. <laughs> it, True. It, it was the best place ever. It, it is. is. It is great up here. And uh, it's the only time that we've done it in the same place twice. And so uh, excited about that. Is Bad Rock coming? I don't know because... <sighs> Damn. He's not in the budget this year. Uh, usually he helps, and I'm able to fly him out here, but I'm tightening the reins and everything. So I emailed him that, and I haven't heard back from him. I, ho- I hope I didn't hurt his feelings. I need a handler. You do need a handler. We can find one for you. It ain't the same. No. I need a big, ugly handler. I Bruce, can, I'll be your handler. Do you, have you ever been so drunk that you need a handler? Like a person to make sure that you don't get into trouble? Never. Never. Because yeah, he's big. He's big. <laughs> Doc's a little guy. <laughs> it creeps up on him. Everywhere we go, Doc needs a handler. Oh, stuff happens. <clears throat> Mark, have you ever been so drunk that you need a handler? I happen to know that Bruce has been drunk that <laughs> he should have had a handler. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones. I do have Skype open now. We got Grodd on the line. Grodd, what's happening, buddy? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to... Trying to Gather around. Oh, God. Drunk of the week, this week. Okay. Uh, sound like you've been taking Valium. Or yeah. the oh, Valium of the week. Yeah, oh, you're, God. You're talking funny. Yeah. <laughs> the legal well, chemical. Well, hang, hang on, hang on. I've got, I've got some sausages on the uh, grill. On the bobby. He has massagers. <laughs> He's getting a massage <laughs> on the grill. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm so- but- <laughs> oh, for fuck's all right, Grot. Oh, on, a, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the drunkest you've ever been. <laughs> Is that metric? What do you think you are right now? Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably a two, maybe. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't mean he's not drunk, though. He's Australian. I mean, come on. That's an insult. <laughs> you know what? He, he's so drunk, it's tomorrow. Right. Hang on. 
Hang on, let me just finish. He, what I'm saying. he doesn't even want know. He doesn't even know what day it is. He's so yeah. hammered. Anyway, um, <laughs> hey, mint julep. What the fuck? Last week, I call it mint julep. What a pussy. What are we talking you know? about? Uh, it was. Uh, what if Scott had a kid? What would its name be? No, no, no. The mint julep guy. Uh, I don't even remember. Was he our drunk of the week? <laughs> oh, is that who got drunk of the week? <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> That's awesome. oh, Grod, really? Grod, you're in the running for drunk of the week, man. Yeah, hang on. Hey, yeah. hey don't, don't you fucking cut me off. I kind of want to write a song about everyone who calls in right now. I want one time, Grod, make your case. Why should you be drunk of the week? <laughs> Every time you call in and just nothing happens. Well, real, realistically, I, I've never called in for drunk of the week before. Actually, no, I lie. I did before once, but uh, either you did or you did. I will say this: uh, we have talked to Grod before, and he's never giggly. No, so you know no. the question. Yeah, you're right. You're right. How do your friends know when you're drunk? Giggly. He gets giggly. But I'll tell you, it sounds like he's faking it. It really does. It sounds like a fake laugh. I've got no friends. <laughs> but, uh, or like he's being so, tickled and he doesn't like it. Like it's a creepy laugh. <laughs> he has a creepy laugh. It is a little creepy. He's a creeper. Yeah. All right, Grod. From 1 to 10, Grod, how full is your basement of bodies? <laughs> I, I don't have a basement. Well, then that's a 10. All right, Grod, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week. What the fuck? <laughs> Perfect. I love him. That's great. Perfect ending. I hate him. Um... Theo Brew, oh. believe it or not. He wants, well, no, he's not drunk, but he wants to clear up the gay thing. All right, He's not drunk or gay. Mark, Bruce, I want you to pay close attention, and at the end, you you can tell me if I'm right about this guy. All right? Theo Brew, Theo Brew what's happening? No, okay, seriously, what? Like, I don't, I don't know where you got it from other than the love of Disney. There's a love of Disney. There's a little tinge in... Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. I have a song. <laughs> Okay. I need. I, I'm gonna pull a wood, and I need complete radio silence. Okay. It's a show tune. You're so gay. He's getting. He's getting a boner about singing a song. He's right. Pulling a wood. All right, Theo. The floor is yours. Go ahead and sing your song. Guys, I just. This is. You know. This is my first time calling in about the subject, and I just. I'm really nervous. And well, here it goes. I love gays. I love every kind of gay. I just want to hug all of them, but I can't, can't hug every gay, can't hug every gay, so anyway, I am a gay lover, and I love to run, okay. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about gays, I really love all the gays. You know what look I'm seeing on Bruce's face? It's Shock and horror? It's the, I, I feel like I'm Bruce's son right now, and I've disappointed him. That's <laughs> That's the look I just saw on his face. Just, sh- just shaking his head in total uh, offense. Because here's what it, it was like this. It was, I like you. I respect you. I like you as a person, but, but I'm very disappointed. This behavior. <laughs> we, need, <laughs> we, need, we need to talk about this behavior of yours. <laughs> yep. I think about how cute they are. Okay. All right, there you yeah. go. That's Theo Brew. Um, By the way, he was in the chat room asking if anyone was a fan of the film Newsies. See. Yeah. No, he was not. Yes, he was. Oh my gosh! I, I need swear to, to God. Attention. Yeah. See, and who's going to argue with me about this? Hey, my my kids only picked up the hat thing from that. The hat thing. Oh, they only have the newsy hat. Oh. The, the Kangol. I don't know. I've never seen newsies because I'm straight. <laughs> 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 One of your kids is going to be gay, Doc. It's you know why? Because you deserve it. 
It's probably gonna be Parker. <laughs> you think why. so? Yeah. No, it's not gonna be Parker. Yeah. Bryson's the thespian. Oh yes, he's thespian. <laughs> he's gonna be in that whole uh, gay troop thing. It's gonna be fine though. He's gonna be your best kid. You'll see. Hey, I got two best kids. <laughs> Who are the bestest? Is? All right, we have two in the running for Drunk of the Week, and uh, you know the the phones aren't blowing up, and everybody wants to go home. I don't want to go home. I don't want to go home. But I want to be off. I don't even. I don't even be off the air. <laughs> it's funny. I like this. I just want to be drunk a lot more often. Yeah, the vodka. You got yeah. usually JP's the first one out the door. But yeah. uh, I want to hear more auto tune. I love everyone right now. <laughs> and, and my kids know I hate auto tune. <laughs> Isn't that weird? JP hates everybody sober and then loves everybody drunk. It's quite a reversal. I don't know what you're talking about. Turn your head. I'll turn my cough. head, but only if I can cough in your face. <laughs> da, 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 all right, uh, we'll do. Uh, we're going to do voting for drunk of the week. We only have two contestants. First, oh, we have a, we have Giggly Grod, and um, he was very giggly. Theo, I'm not gay, brew. Um, JP, Theo he, wasn't calling in for Drunk of the Week. Yeah, but he he was. JP, didn't he? Didn't Sing he say? Didn't he say last week that he wasn't going to call in anymore? He said he wasn't going to call in for Drunk of the Week anymore. Oh, but he was drunk, right? No, I he mean, really just wanted to sing a song and clear up the fact that he wasn't gay by making us all think he was gayer. I understand that, but he's not. But he wasn't. He didn't do that sober or gayer. I don't know that dude. I think he was sober. You think he was sober? Yeah. So we only have. I think he was sober too. All right, so we only have. Well, then we don't have to vote. Grod, you're our drunk of the week today, all the way from Australia. Thank you. The chat room says Theo gets gay of the week. I okay. agree with that. That's fine. Which is a tough. Uh, there's a lot of. There's a lot of that going around, and it's tough. There is. Uh, well, it, to, it, to it's win catching. That. Yeah. Is it me or, or is the brewer from Creek Monkey sitting on our couch right now yep. too? Now we have a plethora of brewers. Bruce, remember the the bar I told you about that we can zip line to right there? Uh, he's their he's their brewer. He's come to join us. There's only one brewery in Martinez, and uh, that's Matt and uh, uh, Matt Sager's in here. <laughs> does he skydive? Oh yeah, yes! no, he does. Oh, do you skydive, man? He jumps out of planes, Mark. There we go. All right. Uh, there's two. two here. <laughs> We're on our way to a record. World do you, record do you right have there. a knee replacement? Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> well, the night is still young. I need a knee replacement. <laughs> He's drinking the last of the, our, our hop vodka that I'm laying claim to right oh. now. And I think he likes yeah. it. Yeah. How lot. can you not like it? It's really good. It's awesome. Does the new knee hurt? Mark, no, I gotta know. No, it's new. Jump up to no, the... it does. It doesn't hurt at all. It's really amazing. It feels funny. Oh yeah, but it, it it's no pain. Yeah, is it is it numb? Does it feel like kind of? It's it it's um, very hard to kneel on it. You have to have a, a knee pad because there's. <clears throat> um, I don't know quite why they destroy a lot of nerves and stuff. But no, uh, yeah. it's it's just great. What's so, it made out of? Um, I think Human. it's titanium, titanium and plastic. I asked the doctor. A brand name and whatnot. I've forgotten all of that. <laughs> I see. Yeah, it's a Chevy. Yeah, <laughs> came so, out of Detroit. Can we exactly. see? Can we see you do a Tebow? <laughs> the, the Neil and oh, he can't. He, I can a, do it. I can do it on the right knee, no problem. <laughs> right, left knee. I'll need a knee pad. Does it? You you had had a bad knee for a long time. A long time. Yeah. So yeah. is it now like better than ever? I oh mean, yeah. You, oh really? Yeah, it's just like when you know when the both knees were great. When it was just you can do anything, right? With the exception of kneeling, yeah, that's why I can walk. I took up the walking to get 
the knee back in shape, but uh, boy, it just—I mean—you can do yeah. it. You so know, now, what will happen is it will be the last remaining good part. Is what exactly. will happen? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know, it'll be the, it'll be perfect in the knee. Right. So right. When, when they cremate you. Yeah, be that left. You yeah. should Google images of knee replacement surgery. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Is it gnarly? Oh, it's hella gnarly. You know, hella. with hella. all of the historic artifacts That's at Anchor, awesome. I'm pretty sure your knee should be on the wall one day. <laughs> no, it's not Maybe old enough. Maybe I can leave it. Leave your knee in your will to to the brewery. It's not old enough. <laughs> it, well, no. His other it, knee should be left. <laughs> right. The, right. Uh, imagine what that one looks like, though. <laughs> you know. Hey, don't forget to take your pre-med. What's that? Well, you have to pre-med before you get your teeth cleaned. Yes, correct. And I I went the other day and forgot. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. If you have had surgery, you have to take a well. No, supposed to be a joint replacement because we you don't have the blood flow into that space. Oh, and so you can get an infection and it will reject the whole knee. I see. And then I got to pay for a new knee. Oh, yeah, that's. I'm not good. doing that. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a good thing he's not your patient. Yeah. <laughs> so you you have one then? Nope. He's a oh. dentist. That's his oh. subtle way of telling you he's a doctor. Right. <laughs> Man's a doctor. Yeah. All right. Dentistry. I think we're done here. I think we can think let these, these gentlemen go and, and, and get out of here. I think we're done, too. Uh, all right. Uh, who's on next week? I think we got another in-studio uh, no. guest ne- next week. Sheldon Kaplan from Suds County, USA. Is that Monday? Which I It's a Sunday show. Shit. Which I think is a, not a place. It's a brewery, not a place. Suds County, USA. It's actually a documentary about the San Diego craft beer scene. Oh, wow. And it's, right. it's quite good. If okay. you can uh, find a copy or find it online or whatever, uh, check it out before USA. he comes on. And Yeah, it's great. R- really entertaining and, and well done. I should probably watch it before the interview. You should. I know, Moscow, you were saying a couple weeks ago you saw it, and you were actually really surprised that yeah. there's a, document, a beer document out there that's good. E- exactly, yeah, yeah. I get stuff like this every now and again, but yeah. uh, this one was really impressive, and so I wanted him to uh, have a uh, voice. Cool. You, you yep. see, Mark, it's not just us. These idiots are making movies about beer, too. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a whole thing. Yeah, and uh, as specialized as the San Diego craft beer scene. Just I about mean, one location. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If we were to do one about the SF Bay Area craft beer scene, it would be the worst movie ever made. Because well, we did it. Yeah. yeah. Well, because all the good guys are retired. But <laughs> <laughs> right. well, there's still a couple left. They're just right. stilling now. Talking about Monday, Sunday show, I thought about, let's do a Saturday show. What? Are you insane? Oh, not at all. No. <laughs> Not I've been. I've tested all. myself. I'm yes, not exactly. insane. There's I no just way. like to tell you that I'm going to be unavailable that day. <laughs> no, I don't know what Saturday it is, but I will not be here. Hey, I've checked with you, and you're unavailable a lot. Doc, so I have a life. No, no we go out after. <laughs> I see. Do the show and then go out because oh, your life yeah. is going out. Right. Right. Well, when we go out on Saturday night, it's always nine o'clock. Right. Right. So we we've already pregame. I can't do it. No. In fact. I, I didn't. I wasn't going to tell you guys this, but I, I'm pretty much just going to. I wasn't going to say that we officially moved to Mondays, but I was pretty much going to give Moscow the directive just to start booking the shows on Mondays. I, I, I can't do that. You can do it. I, I can't know. do it either. But what, I then, can't. By you can. by example, no. next week should be a Monday show, and I think we should make that happen. But it's already booked. I can, I, can be I can do it once no. in a while Monday show. Not when we have an in studio guest from out of town. It can't be changed. Whatever. No. The doctor is not in. You are in. It, we're done by <laughs> nine. We're done by nine. I know. You're, what are you? What are you? Sixty nine? Is that too late? Oh, sorry, Mark. <laughs> what are is you retiring? <laughs> what are I'm fifty three and I have to work on patients in the morning. Yeah, you'll be in bed by ten. Yeah. Well, then what's the problem? He has to argue with his wife for four hours before he goes to bed. <laughs> right when he gets yeah. home. 
Uh, no, actually, Mondays are harder because I got to bring the kids places on Monday nights and things. <sighs> so it's tougher. Yeah, but my life is sucks no. with shows being on Sundays. It's Saturday. Saturday is even no, worse. I, and I, I'm just thinking more of just a one-off Saturday show just to throw it out there. How many times do you think Rod will keep calling back on Skype before he realizes I'm not going to answer his phone? <laughs> I hope I hope until he he defaults on Look, his loan and gets his house taken hey, away. He's like a psycho Moscow, Moscow said he doesn't even know what day it is. He probably <laughs> thinks it's Monday. Right. You won, Grodd. You don't have to call back. It's fine. You're the winner. You've won in Oh, an acceptance oh. speech? Well, that means I have to send. I have to post a medal to Australia. So that call just cost you twenty four ninety five. dollars It's okay. Oh, I'd like to hear the acceptance speech. <sighs> See, Doc, Come I hate on. it when you do this. You know you got to do it. And it just encourages his behavior. <laughs> yeah. Now he knows if he calls... Incessantly, yeah. he should just, he should just call me. Eventually, I'll answer. Your therapist is doing wonders. <laughs> Look at you, Grod. Go ahead. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey. I got proof. <laughs> I get attention. Hey, buddy. Uh, you, hey, fuck you, JP. <laughs> you've won. Uh, you've won drunk of the week. Hey, the first time. How many years has, have I been listening? And uh, now I just won. You've but won. Hey. You <laughs> you finally done it. You had no competition. Yeah, no, yeah ex- it's not that you won, Grod. It's that everyone else lost. <laughs> you had no competition, but you've won. I know. I care. It's won. He's Australian. He'll take it. I, I it's think, a victory. I, I think that they knew Grod was, you know, in contention, and they just backed out. <laughs> right. All right, Grod. Congratulations on your win. No, hey, 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 don't fuck me up. Don't you go away from here. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to be in uh, Philly. In June. Good. And uh, Stay I want there. everyone to buy me a fucking beer. A what? A fuckload of beer. A fucking beer. Oh. He wants that new beer from Phuket. This is what he wants. I see. But he can't pronounce it properly. So, so you're going to the National Homebrewers Conference in Philly. Yeah. I will don't not forget, be. Don't forget, Justin, you, you said you're going to give me a uh, an entry ticket, whatever the fuck you call it, to um, NH, sorry, uh, BNA 8. Oh, to the anniversary part. Did I say that? Like, no, you never you said, said that. that. Yes, he did. Yes, no, he yes, didn't. he did. No, he didn't. When I said oh, give, yeah. did I did I mean for free? Yes. No, in exchange for paper you dollars. Cheap bastard. Yes. Vivo. <laughs> Fine. I hear. Fine. Uh, Fine. Mark, can I borrow twenty bucks so I can let, <laughs> so I can let this guy in for free? <laughs> All right, Grod, you're in for free. Damn hey, it. Also, too, I yeah. wanted to say that I called back just to piss DP off. Yeah. Yeah. The week. Why don't you go? Yeah. Why don't you go tag two calls, me? Two calls in one day. Yeah. Fuck you. Why, why don't you go tag me on eighty nine stupid photos that you post? All right, thank you, Grod. See now, JP is just going to start making Facebook insults. And no, I'm not. Who knows what those mean anyway? All right, uh, let's get out of here. So next week we've got the uh, filmmaker Sheldon Kaplan from Suds County, USA. It is a Sunday show, uh, which makes Doc happy. And uh, do you think I can do the plugs in auto tune? I don't know if I don't do think it. speech works. I think you have to sing into it. Uh, then sing the plugs. You, you think so? You think that would be a detriment to our sponsors? Well, it's going to be to the tune of your song. So, um, yeah, that's true. does he have enough time over the uh, JP's and asshole? You bed? have you have one minute and eight sec. We you actually have one minute. I can try it. Let me try it. <clears throat> Get it ready. Make sure you turn away from the microphone. Oh, it's ready. Okay. 
Are you ready? Are you ready? All right. Uh, thanks again to Anchor. Go to anchorbrewing.com right now and check it out. You can see uh, all the beers that we've talked about today. And uh, check them out at our uh, Winter Brews Festival uh, on January 26th because they'll be pouring beer there. And uh, by the way, you guys are all invited to, to come. I'll, I'll put you on the guest list. Doc will be paying for your ticket to come in. Oh, as and, long as you're uh, pouring me beer. <laughs> you're all welcome to come out this, uh, to the fest. We'd love to see you. And uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need by going to greathomebrewmorebeer.com. Yeah! Help Colorado Strange Brewing Company fight to staggery by drinking beer the strange days. I don't know. Go to rackhousepub.com. JP's on Twitter. Follow him at Major Jill to better understand why his family has abandoned him. Scott the Jew is on Twitter at Moscow Pains for some good beer inside and homebrew info. Follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at JC McDee. The main winner for this class approaching Mark Gallagher January 26. Make sure you have to speed up all the way to the end. Let's speed across your favorite social network. Check out the brain network. Start on the latest beat. Merch, including offer. Let me start by the brain network. Let me bring it to you.